0: Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJs cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJs cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So, once again, if you enjoy the PJs cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, Jimmy Dylan. It feels like it's been forever since we've done the three of us, but uh, here we are. The we're recording this tonight. We were actually gonna do it tomorrow morning, but uh, we said, fuck it, we're going live, we're going live, so we're doing it tonight. It's I think it's eleven o'clock where Schmidty is. So um It's eleven Schmidty
1: ten for me and I believe nine for you.
0: Yeah, correct. All yeah. different time zones, baby, but we we doing this together. Um so yeah, so, yeah, a few things happened. Uh, Seattle Kraken uh, officially announced their roster after uh, Frank Cervelli basically leaked all the picks. And, oh, yeah, Dylan uh, wearing <laughs> his uh, his Seattle merch, repping the Kraken there. I love to see It's it. our
3: second team, bro. it. Yeah, it's got our second
0: team, dude. dude I got I to gotta exactly. find a hat, like.
3: I got to find a hat. A Dude, I can trust. And I just want to say one thing. After seeing those jerseys, I just need them to sign a player I like. And I'm getting an away jersey. Like,
0: they're so. Hey, man, they got John Quenville. I think he's not. Yo, player. you're right. Yeah, They're yeah. <laughs> so clean, though. Their jerseys are so clean. Bro, we number 47 want... is going to look good. Dude,
1: beautiful. man. <laughs> On that topic. I wonder if there are any Leafs fans that ordered Jared McCann jerseys like the day they oh, trade for him. Hey, hey, one kid who was hey. like, "Oh my
0: God, he's
1: finally making the team!" Mom, get the jersey now.
0: Hey, Jeremy, I saw this video. It's like w- w- select Alex forward Alexander
1: Kerfoot. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, that oh, was that was like a. A different take, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was a oh, leak. 100%. It was the first leak, leaked
0: video. It was from Lee's fan, and I think he got his account suspended for it.
1: I don't Wait, know really? if that
0: yeah, I'm really? pretty sure. I don't know if the video that did that, but I'm gonna assume it was. It had yeah. like it had like two thousand likes, like a thousand retweets, and a bunch of like uh I think the Kraken replied to it and a bunch of like uh insiders did anybody like did anybody quote tweeted it before him. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, he <laughs> was the mean, first he, one he I saw it like from. Scoop
1: City for him. That was the biggest
0: wow. scoop of his career
1: was that video. Yeah, same
0: that's with that Steve Dangle. Fun. Speaking of John Quenville, Steve Dangle called that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was interesting. He
0: got the scoop, which is interesting because after he said there was going to be a side deal, but then Scott Powers took it to the rescue said there's no side deal. So wow. there was a lot of interesting picks, but the thing I liked the most about Dude, Seattle is they picked that. a bunch of tall people because I think it's enough – to end the stigma against tall people I'm so glad that tall people are what getting to do in society So you know what, can I'm so talk glad
3: about, can we, can we just talked about the best draft pick Not Of for the me, entire please. night Was the fact that they went to the top of Mount Rainier To draft Jamie Alexiag
2: <laughs> <laughs> You gotta go to a
3: mountain
0: to get a mountain man Come on guys You're Did they the... actually say that? <laughs> no, I didn't watch That's, what I, that's oh. immediately you first you
2: Dylan. the first <laughs> time You should have been
0: on top of that mountain And in that pick <laughs> oh, That God. was amazing yeah. With your brother who lives in Seattle <laughs> right Rainier, i was like oh this is too good dude this is too good <laughs> yeah i was watching the live stream with uh steve dangle by the way in front of, in front of the so show, show steve dangle and hopefully future friend of the show jesse blake i was watching that but i didn't watch the actual like live feed of it i don't know did you guys because it was I on did. espn so i want to i want to hear what you guys thought about so, the video because a lot of people were like oh it's great but then a lot of other people it's like half and half it's like oh it's great oh it's cringe so
3: here's the one thing i'm gonna go out and say maybe it was just my broadcast but um their video quality was like very choppy when they were on the main stage that's the only bad thing i really have to say also chris fowler calling the hurricanes the panthers was bad but at the same time it was really fucking funny <laughs> they made a meme like, of it
0: both um, did you so see the... like yeah, did you see the hurricanes and a uh, panther's twitter account they like switch and they yeah. have their logos <laughs> and their colors it's funny, so funny <laughs> yeah. like,
3: oh my gosh like and that's the thing though now they can make those jokes and like yeah it seems bad on like the face level but like dude that's how you get eyes on the product when you fuck up like that oh just casually mention an nfl team so the nhl gets thrown into that conversation finally yeah. like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and people like i saw people getting mad as they were like oh well look at that ESPN bringing up the nfl when it's the nhl's day to shine that's what you no, want that's what you, you, need, you need to start comparing yeah, them to that wasn't sport.
1: that wasn't what the. that wasn't all it was too yeah no it's it, just making even that's uh, that's just, that's just trying people are finding a way to complain it's exactly the, and i don't care yeah. what anyone says it was hilarious yes. watching marshan
0: or not marshan
3: marshawn lynch try to pronounce freaking oh, name. and wasn't
0: TV. it who was the other guy who announced eunice downs don score he's like eunice down School, or something like Dude, that like, <laughs> i don't that's know that's the stuff that, makes oh, so the that like, Pierce, you know, by the goes way goes sorry like, as-
1: I hadn't seen it uh, either on ESPN. I actually oh, didn't no, watch. I it. Just I, saw that, I just saw driving. the. I
0: videos of it. Yeah.
1: I but um no, I didn't even know. I didn't even know about that Marshawn Lynch.
3: And yeah, no. So it, there oh. was there was like Marshawn Lynch. There's Bobby Wagner, who I love. Bobby Wagner said two of them, and he was just like, "Well, I'm glad I got an easier name than Marshawn did." <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my
1: god, <laughs> that's, that's fun. So that's fun, dude. That like, that doesn't yeah, happen had, on like, NBC."
3: They had um, Cami Granado on there. They had Sean McElmore, Kemp and Carey Payton. I heard. McElmore, I heard uh, not the crowd McElmore, going in the beginning. The crowd I heard was...
1: Listen,
3: people give the NHL credit for not getting like people that it mattered, but Macklemore a Seattle guy. He knew how to get the crowd going. And like yeah,
1: well, also like you know like they did try to make it really corny to game, anything. So.
3: See, I'm sorry. People look at like the ESPN making corny jokes and stuff as a bad thing.
0: I see it as a good thing. That's like, I'm ESPN sorry. Does, I hilarious. Hey, you ESPN know what it did? Up. You know what it did? It got people talking. Gets
3: eyes on the product. And gets people talking, bro. It's the best part. Like, when was it the last time the going. NHL had this much hype around it after someone won a Stanley Cup? Like, I don't think they had this much hype around Vegas. Vegas was fun, but like, it's Vegas just,
1: fun for like pres- the 2000 hockey it, it fans out there. Had
3: a better presentation than Vegas. I, I'm gonna go out there and say that. I don't
0: so, remember watching the Vegas one, so I can't. Vegas even was say like at the NHL Awards, Remember? Wasn't All Vegas that, like inside?
1: Uh, wasn't Vegas inside? Yeah, it was in like a. It was in an
0: arena.
3: This was outside in the Seattle Bay. They had Kevin Weeks filmed in a bunch of different locations. Saint or the Space Needle, Mount Rainier, dude, the Pike Place I mean. Market. Like, dude, it's it was a it was very well presented, and yeah, yeah, Kevin had some Weeks video and audio issues in the beginning, but like for their first broadcast, like. ESPN, I think per, – my personal opinion, I think they knocked it out of the park. And it would have been so much better. It would have been so much better if Frank Saravalli didn't want to fucking spoil everything for <laughs> and I And I He's get the – I Frank. get it. Yeah. I get it. But I just – okay That was just the so big, would have been biggest. So much more fun if he didn't know who. That was getting.
0: the biggest middle finger to ESPN. Because didn't you say that low he got ball. lowballed by ESPN? So? Low-balled.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you explain what happened exactly? Yeah, can you explain
0: yeah. that? I didn't. I didn't know yeah, that. So
3: what I read from like it was like a not like a rely. It was like semi-reliable source on Twitter, so I'm gonna take it with the grain of salt type thing. But like I saw from two different people, they said like, oh yeah, well that's what happens. New lowball I'm at ESPN. So apparently they probably tried yeah, to get him – didn't pay him enough money, and he was like, oh, I'm getting paid more at TSN or – I think he's at TSN, right? But yeah. – uh, and I mean <laughs> – Let's put it this way. The way I looked at it too was like, okay, well, if I'm a team like Toronto and I just lost McCann, why am I going to be quiet for a day? I'm going to go talk. Like I'm going to go talk to the guy and tell him what just happened. Also, that's on the NHL too. Why are the lists going in at 10 a.m.? Yeah. Like, it's it's 2021. Yeah. The, the word's going to get out there. This isn't 2005 anymore,
1: you know? Mm-hmm.
3: That's just my opinion.
1: I don't know. Well, baby. I mean, it leave it up to the NHL to be a little more behind things, right? You know, it's just kind of another example of that. It feels like, yeah, it the fact that Frank Cervelli was able to do that, like, was able to just completely run this mob show. In like what was it? Like five, six hours, he got almost everything yeah, out there. I was less than that, <laughs> dude. He got everything out there, one man show. Except
0: for the Red Wings pick, I'm pretty sure that's because of Steve Weisman.
1: Oh, <laughs> we uh... will. The... Yeah. I was
0: seeing, I was seeing the joke. It was like Detroit won the battle royale. They were the last team now. Their pick announced It's to win the 2022 first overall pick. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> uh...
1: That was really funny. That's really good.
0: And then the funniest thing, Frank Cervelli, he like tweets. It was like eleven o'clock, at least my time, and he's like looking forward to watching the birth of Seattle Kraken i Buckle up, the next forty eight plus hours are gonna be bananas. And then the reply to Pete Blackburn with the reply, he's always great. He's like, bro, you just delivered the baby yourself. <laughs> it's funny because it has like Frank Cervelli's tweet has like three thousand likes, and he almost has like five thousand likes. It's so funny. That's funny. <laughs> Listen,
3: man, if anything, it got eyes on the product today. And that's Definitely. what this league needs. Yep. So. As
0: that... you said so many times, we need eyes on the product. We need Normie fans. This sport is so niche. We need
1: more of that. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Like. It's exactly. fans are still fans think about that
3: dude and the you thing know? that people don't realize is with seattle it's not like vegas this isn't like the first team they've had i promise you if this team is even competitive in seattle this will be one of the most hard this will be like a minnesota level of a hardcore fan base if they're good oh dude, they, have have w, exactly. they have a they
0: have a whl team they have the thunder dude, this
1: is, dude That's why, 2.0. yeah
3: another another pick i loved from them was alexander true from the sharks because he was uh ain't deep that true <laughs> Played with Matt Barzell. That line was Alexander True, Matt Barzell, Keegan Kolasar, And it'd be very cool to see them all in the NHL one day. And they'll be playing uh, each other, too. So, I we're that. all on
1: the see. same team when uh, Seattle goes and gets Matt Barzell, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. They got, like, what, $26 God. million in cap space?
1: Something like yeah. That. Do we want to get yeah. into we're the picks to do now? Do you, want to go,
0: do you want to go pick by pick now? Let's, just, let's, let's get it in. Let's,
1: let's go. go. Imagine that. It, Matt Barzell isn't on the trade block, right? Because he signed... I forget how long he's at.
0: Uh, nah, Lou's got cap space. He's fine now.
1: Yeah, because yeah, really they traded Vlad and then
0: they got rid of Everly too. So,
1: yeah, wasn't it last year though? Was the one they had? Uh, they had an issue. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they got
0: rid of Devontae's last year. I am pretty sure. That's yeah, that's my back to back GM of the year, right there for you,
1: dude. I was just talking about that lately. He he's one of the worst GMs in the league, and he won the best GM in the league two years in a row, back to back. Like, My favorite thing is that
0: uh, how, Julian Bridgewater on Tampa Bay beat the three uh, GM of the year finalists on route to the cup because they faced uh, Florida in the first round. It was Bill Zito, then uh, uh, Lou Lamorello in the third round, and then, uh, of course, Mark Bridgman in the Stanley Cup final, and they beat all of them. That's the Dude, that's how you know you're the true GM of the year. I don't know how you measured that, but like, the true uh, GM of the year is the Stanley I think cup
1: GM of the year is how who improved their team the most, right? Who, like, say, you know, Detroit's, you know, they're a three, right? And Chicago's a five. That's possibly going to be, you know, to, like, that might actually be true this year. We might actually be better than them. Uh, what if the Hawks only get two points better, but the Red Wings get better three? And you're like, you know, it's 7-6. The Hawks are better, but Detroit improved more. So that's why they should get the award. But it's, what What the fuck Even do they even do it nowadays. I don't know. Like,
0: it's another award it's like, where it's like, what the hell is the criteria for it?
1: I think Florida should have been a slam. It changes contest. year by year. You know what? You know what? You know what? I think I just figured it out. It's who? It's not the best GM. It's the most bio GM. The Montreal Canadiens made all of these big trades and they added Joel Edmondson, I guess, and and ben- ben- a superstar. Yeah, they're like, like they're not even looking at like they don't look at the finer details or like. You know, is this player actually good that they acquire? Was this long-term contract? Oh, big for
0: defenseman. Help? He good. He playing. Exactly, you yeah.
1: They get a big defenseman like Joel Edmondson. What else did they do? He wasn't notably good, if I remember right. And he gets traded of for the Jake Allen. Yeah, that's not a great fucking move. What, wasn't Jake Allen like pedestrian too?
0: No, he was good. It was probably the was, reason why okay. they got to the playoffs, and that's why they exposed Price.
1: Oh, I okay, okay. It. Like I, that's my bad, Jesus. I must have been remembering earlier. He definitely makes
2: moves
1: though. And we, we've talked about this before. Your goalie gets hot, right? If Jake Allen really is the reason they made the playoffs, I mean, yeah, that's next to a
0: bigger issue, exactly.
1: Yeah, there's another. So, anyways, let's get. to the Yeah, expected. let's get into these
0: things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, from the Anaheim Ducks, uh Hayden Flurry. Um I don't know. I Seattle just Seattle
0: trying to outdo uh, Vegas for selecting the Flurries here.
1: Yeah, and also Two I think one. my 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 favorite thing is the uh are the fans like the stands who are like um trying to see what was it they said they said they uh want to have the most handsome team because they <laughs> drafted Hayden Flurry.
0: Damn, they I should have brought Patrick Sharp out of retirement.
1: I know, dude. They should have. Oh, they should have. It doesn't get any sexier than Patrick
0: And then Stark. get Henrik Longfist there.
1: Oh, God. Mm-hmm. All right. Arizona Coyotes, Tyler Pitlick. Okay. Oh, um, and by the
0: way, Schmitty got that right. Yeah, I was oh, like, yeah? we don't even get to talk about how I got the pick right. But all right, yeah. Jimmy. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, no. The uh, Flurry or Pitlick? Oh,
0: no, agree. Right. I've, oh, I'm sure okay. I'm Good I am gonna pull my list up. Yeah, I, gotta, I, I think,
1: I think Flurry will do it. well, honestly. I think he could thrive in like a top four yeah, yeah. role, different team.
0: He might be Shea Theodore. Hey, a uh, defenseman from Anaheim going to an expansion team. Former <laughs> oh, First. Alley, Alley, pick. Mm-hmm. That good. I don't
1: know. Yeah. You think he could be that good? No, no,
0: no. But like, I don't think probably, so. he could but... be a good second pairing guy. It yeah, I think he could guy. be a good
1: like three-four, honestly. Um
0: Went ahead of William Nylander and uh, Nikolai Ehlers, I believe, in the 2014 oh, he did. NHL draft. He
1: did. He did. And yeah, Ron Flurry Francis looked,
0: made the pick, I'm pretty sure.
1: Hayden Flurry looks like he should be like a YouTube uh, vlogger or something. Or like he already is one. Yo, I got picked up by
0: Seattle. Not clickbait. <laughs> I go to the top. Yo, I go up to the top of the CN Tower. Not clickbait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, wait. Okay, wait, wait. We'll get to Jamie Alexiak. So... From the Arizona Coyotes, Tyler Pitlick. From the Boston Bruins, Jeremy LaZanne.
0: I think you got that right, too, didn't you? Yep, got it right.
1: Buffalo yeah, Sabres. Hyde Fisher and Clifton. Will Borgen from the Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres, whoever that is. Um, yes, is
0: exact. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Listen, the thing really? is with. the, the... You
1: good? <laughs> oh Shreddy, Shreddy, go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. I yeah, thought yeah. no one was talking, talking
3: that time. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, the thing with um the thing with Seattle that I thought was interesting is they only took two players over 30. So they,
1: they really, really took a lot of they took no, a no, lot no, of really really defensemen
3: under 25. Believe it? So I, I That's thought not that surprising. was a really interesting approach they took. Because obviously those those can be flippable for
0: assets like so easily. So. Yeah, we've seen what Graves has gone for. Like that, I think it was the second in Malta. They're probably trying to do the same thing. Hey, and even Vegas did it. They just ha- hoarded all these defensemen and they trade them for a bunch of assets.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think, well, easily one of the players over 30 here from the Calgary Flames, Mark Giordano. Feels like that was, kind of feels like the big pick of the draft, honestly.
0: Yeah, but I think everyone saw it coming. Like, the minute he was exposed, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was yeah. almost guaranteed that he's going to be picked. And I don't know if you guys saw the video, but when he went up on the stage, he said that was the first time he's ever been drafted in his career because he went undrafted. Yeah. And he's been with he Calgary went. for a long time. Like, I know he's a big part of that community, and he was the captain there. So.
1: Did he start in Calgary? He did a bit.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Like, he signed with Calgary. I don't know what yeah. his career path is, but I'm pretty sure, like, in his first years, he went to the KHL for one
1: year, then he came back. You know, I'm going to look that up. You yeah, feel the sure? That's, that's pretty interesting. The other thing yeah, I know Jared he's had did. an interesting career path. Oh, no, I'm thinking yeah. Dennis, Dennis Wideman started with Boston. The guy who killed the ref. No, it's Mark, Mark Giordano started with Calgary, yeah. Okay, so from the Carolina Hurricanes. And North apparently, and wait,
0: York. sorry to cut you off, and apparently they said that uh, – he was going to go to the Rangers, but uh, that never happened. So, Marcus Yeah, Giordano? no. I, the thing I was going to say about Giordano is either he's
3: going to be the captain of the team day one, and you're going to have him all year, and he's going to be able to teach all these young, young defenses that you have in the lineup, or you're going to have a beautiful trade asset that you can retain salary on and easily get a first-round pick back for in my eyes because it's one year left. I think he's making 6.75 mil. Exactly. That is that is a very easy easy contract to move, and you could probably move it within the division because I doubt uh, Calgary was ever trying to move Mark Giordano within the division. There's probably some takers that would want him. So,
0: um, I'm looking so right
2: at
3: going Bay.
0: to Mark Giordano's career path, so um, he played with the Owen Sound Attack of the OHL. And he signed a contract with the Calgary Flames in oh five, oh six. That was his first year. And uh looks like uh after two years he was unable to come in, to a contract with Calgary, so he went to Dynamo Moscow of the KHL and then he came back, played for Calgary, and uh now he's in Seattle. Plus he's got a Norse and all that, so I mean you can do a hell of a lot work uh than Guy Mark literally won a Norse. Even though he's thirty it will be thirty eight soon. Yeah. Like,
3: you can't knock that, and you can't knock that experience, and you can't knock those games played, and you can't knock the situations he's been in. And with the way they drafted, you need guys like that. It's just the way it is.
0: And so. if you're looking for a captain, that's probably
3: your guy. That is. Don't know,
0: don't know if they'll name one, but if there is, he has to be. It.
3: And also, just in terms, like you said, in terms of just building the community and stuff, he did that so well in Calgary. So you have a guy who can do that in Seattle.
0: Very- Even though he's not their goalie, he can kind of be their Marc Andre I guess. Exactly.
3: And they and like like Hayden Flurry, they had him there on draft day. So I'm assuming the guys they had there on draft day are staying for the long haul.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: I would assume Mark is not getting traded. Somewhere.
0: No, at least not till the trade deadline. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: And I that's the right decision, obviously.
1: Yeah. I right, wanna get going on the uh picks here. Yeah, I yeah,
3: thought, no. we were, well, thought we were no. Jimmy, like the next one's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought we were gonna go. I thought we're gonna Carolina, go in yeah. with
0: the picks. So,
3: yeah. yeah, no, Jimmy, let's like talk about the picks a little. We don't have to rush. Yeah, and like, oh, going
0: for it, sure. You're for
1: rushing sure.
3: through it, man. Yeah, no, 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 right. no, because like you literally went through like three straight picks, and I was like, oh, okay, well, like, hang on, hang on, oh, hang on. Okay, okay, yeah. You yeah, no. to,
1: okay, you want to go into these? Okay, so Morgan it's, Geeky, Carolina.
3: So, I if I may lead, I heard. A couple of days ago, that he might be an in interest of Francis just because he was a Francis pick.
0: Yeah. Oh, and
3: man. I didn't think that was the Francis pick he'd go for. Like I said on the previous no, show, Bain I
0: seemed to be the, pro, I think I the popular j- pick among everyone.
3: And, and maybe in like, I guess Geeky is young. Isn't he 22? Yeah, he just
0: turned 23 and he's a center 20- and he's actually done pretty well. He's cracked the Carolina lineup and done all right. And that's hard to yeah. do because Carolina has a deep lineup. Literally, my dad were like watching it. He's like, I'm pretty sure that guy scored on the Hawks a few times this year. I was Most like, likely, yeah. <laughs> the Hawks,
3: I can guarantee that. But um, I I just like what care. I just like what Seattle was doing. They're just taking chances on a bunch of guys who are like 23 to 25, haven't gotten the ice time yet have proven that they can play at the nhl level and then they took a couple safe bets too so i i actually I, like now that i'm looking at it more i like this pick a lot and it's cost controlled
0: mm-hmm. and apparently they were trying to negotiate something with dougie hamilton but they can meet the deadline but that's not to say they can still go to free agency and try to sign them, especially with all that cap space it's about to say they got the cap so <laughs> what is it like yeah. 26 million they have i think i saw that it's a lot it's, it's, it's definitely a lot but yeah what do you think about uh- the pick jimmy
1: um uh, Morgan Geeky, yeah, he you know he reminds me of is uh Jonathan Marcheseau. He doesn't have quite the shot but he seems like a guy really like really has a nose for the net. He's that kind of guy, you know. Uh for Blackhawks fans, maybe Brandon Saad. He plays bigger
3: than his size, I'll say that much.
1: <laughs> you know what? He reminds me of a bit too, Brandon Hagel. He he doesn't have all the skill in the world, but he just hustles his ass off every shift. So I think he's going to be a guy. He's he sounds specifically like what you're talking about, Dylan. Guy who doesn't get enough ice time, give him a chance, and you see what you get out of him. Sometimes it's something and sometimes you get a Jonathan Marsh so Sometimes you get a Brandon yeah. angle.
0: I don't know if I was thinking like that, but I'm mm-hmm. like when I'm th- I'm looking at like kind of comparing Vegas to Seattle. Okay, which player could be this player? I'm thinking of Morgan Geeky as like their Nick Wad in terms of being this big center who maybe not going up in their top six, but could play third line center and is really young and cost control and all that. Oh yeah,
1: can no. drops thirty this year? <laughs> and shuts you up here, you fucking you asshole. You know what?
0: I'm 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 down for them. I'm, I'm more than down Pierce, for I'd like to see you put on skates and do
1: what he does in the NHL, huh? Huh? You know what? I want to see you do it, thought, Jimmy. Future an Pavel Dots. I
0: want to see, see. I want to see if Steve Conroy is right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, bro. That's if you really got the fastest hustle on the team, why don't you go out there, Jimmy,
1: going after me? Sheesh. I'm just thinking of uh, a super bad scene.
2: That's the fastest fucking kid alive, man. That gets so fucking <laughs> fast, man.
1: <laughs> no, that's I've actually really, really, the live footage of uh steve conroy watching me skate
3: another perfect super bad medium for how this day has transpired is because like let's be honest if you're on twitter on the day of the expansion draft you should expect shit to get spoiled so like when all the pics were coming in people were just like why are you doing this people have the like the shows <laughs> later tonight and i really just wanted to be like fucking calm down greg it's the expansion draft you
0: don't live <laughs> go inside and touch some grass greg <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God. That happened one time. People don't forget. <laughs> that's literally going to be the NHL with, like, leaking the expansion draft. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways.
1: No, that's a, that's, inc- that's an incredibly good reference. Um. Oh, shit. I completely closed my phone. Let's see. Uh, Next pick. Our boys, the...
3: actually. I know. Our oh, boys yeah. Boys. Oh, well,
1: our boys are uh, obviously – um, it's actually collect. He's actually collectively our favorite player. It's actually our favorite Black Hawk. Um, John So Quinville. glad that they
0: played him in Game Five and over John God, Taves. so
1: glad they glued him to Taves's
0: wing. Like,
1: so glad the brand that that ex- Yeah.
0: Can
3: I just say, like, the one report that came out that, like, probably was true. Looking back on it, was when Mario Chivarsi or whatever tweeted that he was like. A source said that they actually didn't want to take anyone from the Blackhawks, but they had to take someone. That's exactly what this pick looks like. Like,
0: I, I would. Have he's a UFA. I don't know if he's going to be anything. Maybe there he's a minor league guy. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't even have least like
3: taken off to flip him.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I'm surprised they yeah. didn't take Nikita Sidor off with all the tall kings they were picking for their exactly. team. And I
3: get the Han. Like I get the Han. Obviously, that's good.
0: Yeah. And, like, Goddard, even, I was like, I mean... I could... really thought they were going to go with Goddad because it just made so much sense for them to go after him. Yeah. And then with, the, with the, the way they center. were
1: drafting, they were going so young. He's, like, he fits perfectly into that Morgan geeky, um, like, situation where it's, like, you know... Young centerman who can yeah. play in the
3: middle yeah, six, yeah, like the Nick. Yeah, young, and
1: right-handed it. shot, too, which is nice. You know, you get a right-handed shot. He's young, has clearly has more skill than you would expect or what's being shown so far. It, I don't man. You
0: like started I mean, clearly, there, and he's like clearly has more skill than you. And I'm like, damn, Jim, you didn't have to go after me I'm like that. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, appears you're definitely better. I've seen you play NHL 21. You're pretty sick. She, I know, really? I know. I'm six
0: nine, two 270 pounds, just destroying wow, everyone. out there.
1: Baby, yeah, you can't teach that. I feel like I mean, a freaking tight end,
0: bro. bro I, when I step on the ice, I'm eight feet
1: tall. <laughs> you just can't teach that.
0: Hey, yeah. you can't teach six that. nine,
1: yeah, six no. nine off the ice, eight foot on the ice. Yeah, baby, can't teach that. <laughs>
0: But,
3: yeah, honestly, the Blackhawks kind of got lucky here. Like, now they no. can still trade. We're good assets. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Got, there's one thing, though. Is this true? Gord Miller did tweet and say that there were a lot of side deals. They that confirmed that it's
2: all
3: players that have been picked, not – players being protected yeah. before the draft
1: so yeah, okay that, means
3: that we didn't make a side deal to protect the door so okay literally drove me through the roof but it sounds like we didn't do that and i believe scott powers over anything i'm hearing from anyone else right now if scott powers that's has his skills,
1: okay skill. so we've got seattle going like two different ways with this one because morgan geeky looking at a guy like we said who has like who actually has some skill has shown a bit of you know promise just hasn't gotten the ice time because it's carolina um and then we look at john Quinville, who's gotten plenty of chances and has been bad all the time he's never been good he's never been good in the nhl why is he well hey he's a four this should summarize it
3: for you they couldn't even find an nhl picture of him for when they put it on the
1: seattle kraken page (laughs) (laughs) here in his picture that's how like not good he is i'm sorry you know, Adam Gaudet is, like, a no... Adam Gaudet has, like, personality. I a Baker
3: trophy, bro. Like, at least he has credibility.
1: You know, like, he's got stuff.
3: Credibility.
1: He's got some... He's got some hard so
2: work.
3: Calvin was That Stuff like that matters.
1: <sighs> yeah. I thought that would have been a great pick. But, oh, well, yeah. I think it's the former first round. I think that's probably the deciding factor that has Where's to be
0: overall in 2014 you I know see, so here's
1: the thing adam gaudette may have more nhl uh success but but thing who thing was is, drafted Johnson higher was drafted in the first round and you can't exactly. teach that you he can't played teach for the team. brandon wheat kings and he he's from edmonton
0: alberta
1: he did but he uh scored a between the legs goal once in juniors you know clearly he's got some sick mitts on
0: some untapped potential there clearly
1: yeah. also that's have- the best
3: one you also got to think the Hawks have probably been one of the luckiest teams in both of these expansion drafts because all of these young players they've had over the last two expansion drafts are all protected because they are in their first or second year of their deal. Like, imagine if yeah. they had to protect, like, Koopa League, Doc, oh, all of yeah. them. Like, we would be so, so, so
1: stressed out right now.
3: But we're not because we were shit for the last four years. So we're good now.
1: <laughs> it gives everything last four years. Thank you, Stan Bowman, you beautiful Anyways, piece
3: that's been good the last four years
1: Jonas <laughs> Donskoy from Colorado
0: Love this No, Jonas Donskoy Yeah, Donskoy <laughs> Or however it was said <laughs> I love this pick, honestly Yeah, I was thinking Like when I was going through Colorado I'm like Comfort But I'm also like Okay, Donskoy wouldn't be a bad choice either Because wherever he goes He produces And he had a career high in goals In a shortened season last year That's impressive 17 goals in a 56
3: game season No, he's got oh, two yeah. more years left
0: I think oh. he's got two more. Oh. So he's got he's some on a reasonable contract. I think he has three. He's under yeah, like He's that.
1: got three point nine mil right now. I'm not sure how long, but he yeah. He's he's signed at the moment. I, right. I
0: love
3: that. That's a top six forward right there. That's yeah. a
1: body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's a guy. That's a that guy. You said score wherever he goes. I think yeah, just perfect. Like top nine piece, right? Like you know, he's been everywhere with San Jose. It, it feels like oh, San Jose and now Colorado. I forget he's on Colorado. Um, I just remember him for that. Uh. That uh, goal in overtime in 2016.
0: Oh yeah, where he went around uh, behind the net and sniper. Oh, Tom so was elite in 2016. The, the, only, the only thing bad. they did against Pittsburgh in that Cup final. That <laughs> yeah, there. honestly. Besides Martin Jones shutting the door. <laughs> yeah, Ma- what was it, Martin Jones? Martin
3: like, Jones. He, he like 40 something five. saves in game five. Yeah. Wild.
1: But um, yeah, Jonas know, he's just kind of. I think he, you would say he's what people refer to as a gamer. Uh, and not off the ice. That guy just every single game. He's just hustling his ass. Well, can
0: he be six nine yeah. and two hundred seventy pounds in NHL? That'll be injuries?
1: seen, Pierce. We'll see about that. Okay. I think we so... gotta invite
0: him after we're done.
1: Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe he can teach me how to be six nine. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um. I don't even know Gavin how to B. say his name. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Bay Ruther. I think it's Gavin yeah. Bayruther. Um, I don't know who this is.
0: <laughs> not Max Domi. Don't care. I. Oh wait, Max Domi was there. Yeah. And apparently yeah. Dangle called this as well. He said that they yep. don't like Max Domi and they called it like good. 5 days
1: ago. Yep. Another- I bet you JT Smart Brown. Insider Man. I bet you JT Brown one of the few guys like who's openly has a brain in the NHL when it comes to like things off the ice probably was like, "Hey, Max Domi's like a, head a fucking headcase, head case. And he's been traded two times. This would be his fourth team already. And uh, he's kind of like a known piece of shit. Maybe we should, like, just get somebody else. I don't know if Bayreuther was the best besides Domi, but clearly I, there's something with Domi. Play play like,
3: I would have taken on. Kevin Stenland at least. That, that's so.
0: another good pick.
1: Oh, yeah. Stenland, oh, yeah. I, I got think got that would have taken question. over,
0: I just, over I the guy I, that the the guy they, like, don't know. I don't The only reason I know Kevin Stenland, because I'm pretty sure he scored a preseason goal against Chicago way back when he was wearing, like, number 69, I think. Well, I do Kevin I'm pretty sure he
3: was,
1: yeah
0: boy Pierce, you want to why? I know definitely because it's more of a revisionist
3: history because it happened to the Hawks this year. Scored that game winner in the 6-5 game. Against That's him. right. Yeah. That's,
1: oh no. That's how I it's
0: know That's right. That's, That's how right. I know him. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm you, like
3: you have a nicer memory of him because the memory I have is just a royal choke from the Blackhawks. Yeah, so. I've
0: tried to – I've just tried to flush <laughs> it up, but, you know, yeah.
1: I think, I think he, he played can, the year before out. with Columbus. I think he played the season before his past one. He was in the bubble. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I, I but, um, remember it was
3: just, I don't know,
1: man. That's He's just one of those guys. 69
3: where, Stenland. <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
2: That's
3: awesome. Okay.
1: So, yeah, Gavin, Gavin Bayreuther. Um, He's goals a guy. Six, 48 yeah games. I mean, that's not. How old is you he? Know? Know. We can be comfortable. He's 27. We can how tall is he? Is the oh, no. Player. Never mind. I thought he might be younger. It's just a body, bro.
3: And I don't feel bad about saying that. If hey, he hey. goes to the NHL and scores a goal, I would love to be
0: wrong. But I just don't see it happening. How tall is he, though? Ooh, good question. 6'1. Uh, oh, he's
1: there only
0: six can, one. That's ball. a bummer. Get him out of here. Get him, out of here. Get him the hell
3: out of, out, of out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs>
1: Oh, no so, oh, I think uh, the next pick definitely doesn't need to be listen, taught anymore. Listen, why don't we go to Mount Rainier to announce this pick?
3: <laughs> Just like the ESPN broadcast did, because we need to go to a mountain to announce a mountain man, Jimmy Alexiak. A mountain <laughs> man, <style>. Jimmy <laughs> Alexiak. Can I be honest for a second? Can I, yeah. can I really be honest for a second? I love this pick. I love this pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The contract yeah. is a little questionable, but like, Dude, he's going to play in their
0: top four.
1: You, you have, have to build around on something. Down. He's, like,
3: listen, he's listen. the big guy. Literally, I was, like, texting my brother because my brother was, like, looking at – Like, my brother's m- – so, for anyone who doesn't know, my brother's from Seattle. He listens to the podcast. Love you, Brian, Grace. Shout out to them. They just had a kid, McKenna. Didn't
0: j- yeah, did they just had. Yeah, a kid? Yeah, they too. just had a baby
3: girl about two weeks ago. Aww. She was originally supposed to be expected tonight. So, that oh, would have really? been really cool Dude. if she was born <laughs> in the Yeah, she was originally supposed to be born today. So, but – yeah, that's besides the point. Um, he, he, what he, was, about your family? Yeah, enough. <laughs> but um, they're they're super excited to get a franchise and stuff. And he's he's like texting me. He's oh, like,
2: awesome. "Man,
3: why are they? So what? Are, what's up with these picks and stuff?" And I was like, "Man, I kind of like their approach right now. They're getting a bunch of defensive defensemen that are tall." At- Yes. Well, it's not even that. It's just they actually are good in their own end. Yeah. And they're tall and big and broad. And they're <laughs> actually having pretty oh, decent way.
2: goaltending.
3: And I'm just looking at this right now and I'm like, they are doing the anti Connor McDavid. They know what they have to deal with for the next, like, forever. They they oh, they know Connor McDavid. Yeah. Be honest, yeah. They are getting everything in their power to shut down McDavid. And Alexiak is the right guy to do it. He may not catch up to him, but if he does catch up to him, he's going to lay you out.
1: If you <laughs> back, he's going to level you. you, you. He's way better to cut the door off. A little bit. Just a little bit.
3: But yeah, I love this pick. I love this pick. And I i, I really love the approach they're taking with this draft. That's my opinion. <laughs>
1: I know we'll announce him later, but one guy I really see that with is uh Carson Carson Susi, I believe. Called that pick too, yeah, baby. I sure can't believe is. they didn't
0: say Kakanin, but I love Carson that's Susi. That's who I thought they were gonna go with, but that's not a bad pick at all. No he's, uh, Let's go! He's six foot five and he's from Viking... Cool. He's from Viking, Alberta, too. That bro, is just the Literally, I'm sitting there watching
1: him
3: with my friend, and he goes, Viking, Alberta. What a place. I was like, that's how you know he's built tough. <laughs> that's
0: how you know he's built different. And built his last name is Susie.
1: I wish it was saucy. but
0: You'll soon see. <laughs> <laughs> Real saucy, Ba? You're from Viking, Alberta? Sheesh, how saucy, Ba. <laughs>
1: You know what's
3: hilarious? I think the next pick is also a defensive defenseman, too, ironically.
1: Uh Yeah, let me get to that. Let's I see. think it's Adam oh. Mars.
0: No, isn't it Dennis Cholowski who you got right as Oh, shit, list? it's Detroit. Yeah, I forgot.
1: Oh, I forgot. I did get that right, though. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> shit. Oh, I have a different well, list. than. It's I've another before. young
3: defenseman, 23. I mean, he really didn't get a look last year.
1: And, like, I get what oh, he On the Red there. Wings, too, yeah
3: statue had that cheap cap it but i
0: i like seattle's approach
3: they're going for potential here
0: they're going for
3: nah, this guy that, yeah. this chance
0: <laughs> 20th overall pick and if i'm not mistaken i saw this tweet um they traded uh they the, the red wings traded the 16th overall pick to acquire the 20th pick and get rid of dot contract guess who was picking with the 16th pick that year jacob chicken oh. oh and guess who made that trade ken holland Oh, yeah, and then guess Collins. what they did with that cap space. They signed Franz Nielsen. Oh, oh
2: my God.
0: And let's talk. And speaking of time, 2017 really was the
3: year to forget. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, and oh let- speaking God. of
0: Ken Hall and making horrible decisions, the Edmonton Oilers are next. Love are Trying to go back after Tyson Berry because Adam Larson and get Larson Zach Hyman <laughs> and resign Mike Smith to a two-year <laughs> deal.
3: Oh Ken Holland God. is galaxy-braining harder
0: than I could have ever imagined a month ago, and he's he bringing me. The- Hey, I Canadian teams haven't won the cup since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just look at today and see what Ken Holland has done. <laughs> I have no.
3: Literally, faith. just trading Adam Blarson for Duncan Keith. Like this is crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. And on top of that like think about this seattle literally picks a shutdown pair of alexiak larson gets them both locked up for at least four years on fantastic contracts i think yeah. at least at least larson's larson's is great in my opinion yeah alexiak it's like one like, of
0: those things where the first few years be good, but then the couple last couple years yeah, right yeah. but
3: it you pay a price for a tall up.
0: man like I mean, that
3: exactly but like Man, and then you're going to potentially have a pairing with the Oilers that might be Duncan, Keith, Tyson, Barry. Like, woof. Oh
0: my what do you think will be their combined calf hit? Because Keith oh, is making 5.5. <laughs> Barry's going to at least get 5. You have to think he'll- million five. combined? What if Barry gets like 6.5? This is going to be great. Except God. Tyson, Barry is faster. <laughs> he does not necessarily as get defensively. And I get to watch that in my hometown of Edmonton. How fun is that? I literally just, like, I feel like it's so bad for craving. But it just
2: makes me happy. That's like, sorry.
1: Sorry, Jimmy? I say he's like the next thing since Paul Coffee, This man just can't stop scoring. He's so good. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Don't even say he's had his cup of coffee. no. No. No, 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 no.
3: Darnell no, Nurse no, just has to no, be no, sitting no. there just like, I literally have to play 30 minutes Darnell a night for Nurse, five Darnell Nurse, what about Connor McDavid, man? I gotta, <laughs> I, okay, <laughs> Connor McDavid is a forward. I'm thinking that's on the true. back end, no, Darnell Nurse is going to have to cover for all this shit.
1: <laughs> Darnell Nurse is, yeah, he's like the quarterback of that entire team now, besides Conor McDavid. That is
0: tough. I saw this thing from Jay Fresh. It's like they might, if Drysaitel, Barry, and Keith are on this ice at the same time on a three-on-three overtime, they'll be uh, they'll have the worst expected goals against ever, <laughs> literally ever. <laughs> like if they do, that they, they probably will. It's obviously like a joke, but that's no, I just I, find that so they funny. They Probably
2: yeah.
1: would. They probably yeah. would. <laughs> Honestly, oh my they would. God.
0: <laughs> oh my god. And apparently they're trying to acquire Hyman's right and it's like apparently it's a done thing as well. Like they you could oh like see it god. tomorrow. <laughs> and, they, and they want a sign of like eight years too. Oh my god. Literally. Literally. Oh
2: if you're Listen. gonna if
0: you're gonna trade anything for a, a, a pending UFA, just go and get Tarasenko, or just wait till free agency to sign up. or get anyone that's not him. Get Coleman, get Schwartz, get Hoffman, get Paul any Mary. of those guys. Solid. Paul Mary, exactly Brandon Sad. Saad. Oh my! We, I said this in the chat. Ted I could Schwartz. list off at least ten guys that would be a better fit for Edmonton than Zach Hyman. Hitter <laughs> exactly,
2: like, <laughs>
3: Hannah Schroeder should go to Minnesota. That would be great.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
2: Hannah
0: Schroeder should go to Oh, my gosh.
1: The Florida Panthers. Chris and Dreger. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Enough about Edmonton. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, this was another pick that it was, like, pretty much a shoe in. Everyone knew Drager was going to Seattle. You know what? Looking at the track record, Drieger has been great. So, and you look at that defense in front of him. I uh, I think he can continue that, and that's a great contract too. Three point three years at three point five. I think that's more than reasonable. Oh, they signed him too. Fuck yeah! And Good I worries. and I love how
3: he was the first one they brought on the ice too. Oh yeah, or not on the, on ice, the stage. Which, yeah, yeah. So he was the first one they brought out on stage with like the first is basically the first time presenting the jerseys and shit too. But I like that because it basically just shows how much faith they have in this guy and. I think a lot of us when we were making our expansion drafts are like, Oh, well, he'll be the backup. I he's gonna be the one A. Like it's gonna be him and oh, I'll spoil the watch. pick. It's gonna be him and Check. Like Which you can do a lot worse than
0: that. So much worse, dude. I like, mean it's that is- uh San Jose. You know in their division Shit, that might be I look guy. at Edmonton with Smith and and man like as, you look at the division everyone's saying that Seattle doesn't have that good of a team and I'm like I kind of agree they could have done a lot better in terms of picking players but then you look at all the cap space they have you still look at the division they could still be a playoff team this year
1: they didn't Listen, the fact that they, they didn't even yeah. draft the best and they're still a player it just shows how bad the Pacific <laughs> division <laughs> exactly. is. exactly <too. laughs> it's crazy oh, they, they, can, they can take liberties here they're in the Pacific no. division so you guys didn't watch
3: the broadcast, but so they went by division for when they were drafting. So they did Pacific I last. That when they showed, showed the Pacific, class, they were too. like, oh, we'll, we'll just show the draft order to show the Pacific division. And it just shows the five teams in the top nine of the draft that are from the Pacific <laughs> oh division. My God. It's like, oh, man. oh, oh, they're just
0: begging for Seattle to make the playoffs. And I hope they do, honestly. Yeah, me too. I would love Seattle in the playoffs. Oh, I God. think there's no
3: doubt they make it. Seattle
0: versus Edmonton as a two and three seed. Yes, please. I need that. I need that. I need give Seattle Se- playing. Give, give me in Seattle
3: Vancouver. Give me Seattle Vegas. Give me Seattle yeah. LA. Any of those? Because like my brother and I were talking about it. He his hot take is he thinks the Kings are gonna be a big rivalry.
0: Because
3: I feel like they're both gonna be good at around. Yeah, because
0: they're both on the up
3: and up, eh? Hey,
2: yeah. And hey, let's put
3: it this way Seattle and Los Angeles as cities hate each other. So
2: <laughs>
3: like there's that stigma.
1: Yeah. No, Los Angeles would finally have their, like, legitimate rival. They've never had one of those. It's these three different Florida... They had tharks. little
3: brothers. Oh, no, no, they they had Anaheim, which is a little brother, but...
1: Anaheim is like, dude, their their one cup doesn't even count. It wasn't Mighty Ducks, so it doesn't count. And <laughs> They called then... them the Mighty
3: Ducks on the broadcast today.
1: <laughs> dude, oh, yeah, I saw dude, that, too. Do that's it again cool. in forever, because that's what they should be, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, well, they they should, should have those old jersey back. back. The best jerseys, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, you know, I'm terrible. not a huge into jersey designs, but I stand by my hot take. Those ducks jerseys are the worst in the NHL. I don't care.
1: No, the, like, all no ducks jerseys. I am very much the jerseys in presentation. Wait, hold on.
0: Go, go, go on about that, man. Go on about that. I, I did not but, know that.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, seriously, how how do you do this? How have they not figured out that these jerseys are horrible? Like, I don't understand how year after year. I don't think the fans even like them. You want know, no. to know why I don't think
3: they think it's bad? Because I bet they get such good ticket sales around Halloween because they're Halloween colors. I bet they're just like, bro, that's <laughs> oh why God. we need them. We need them right there. We We're need
1: the pumpkin jerseys, sales. instant ticket sales.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the, the only way. That's more than the look at first.
0: October 31st. Look at all the sales we get.
3: Like, dude, the Miami the Mighty Ducks jersey colors are so sexy. I don't know why they don't use them more.
0: Like, I mean, oh my! Gosh. I don't even know why they changed the name. Is it because it's too close to the Sharks? You think? No. Like, no, I don't know. No, I don't think so. No,
3: it, it has to be a licensing thing. But now that like Disney's basically Disney. a part of the NHL again, they should. Disney is a do part it. of everything.
0: But, okay. Well, <laughs>
3: now that the NHL's at the ESPN, now the mouse yeah. runs this shit so let's just be honest
0: <laughs> Wait, hey, listen, oh. Jim,
3: listen you can either have the mouse running shit like they do marvel or you can have the mouse running shit like they do um literally anything that's Wait, not Jimmy, marvel.
0: you were watching that south park episode where like uh mickey mouse was beating the shit out of the jonas brothers <laughs> yeah I was. <laughs> that's, what, that's definitely what i thought about that you liar, <laughs> shit and it's like just kicking the shit out of him you don't
2: Talk to me like
0: that. You gotta watch the, gotta watch the COVID <laughs> episodes. They're so funny
3: because the mouse is backing them and it's so great.
1: Oh man. Yeah. What seems know. to
3: be
0: the problem here? Oh.
1: Unless Jake Bean has some sort of breakout, Seattle taking Geeky is about the same in terms of value lost. Very bottom six forward versus six seven D with possible power play upside. Losing Nina would have been a gut punch that comes from Corey Schneider um at shutdown line on Twitter. Oh, like the goalie?
0: Oh uh, yeah, just like the goal.
1: Yeah, they're actually the same person. Um, but yeah, so it sounds, and he's someone who obviously you know uh follows the Hurricanes, and so I take yeah I, I take his word. Well, uh, I think that's putting it lightly for Corey Schneider. That guy is not just a Hurricanes fan. The guy is fucking fantastic at what he does. Um, anyways, uh, sounds like geeky. Maybe more of a. Uh, it's not. He sounds maybe more along the lines of like what hinostroza is. Like you said, you know, he goes lower in your lineup, but he's got you a know, good skill that translates to the power play and such. I, not that shows is a power play player, but kind of comes out in spurts um, as much as uh, – or usually more in spurts uh, as opposed to what he was this year. By the way, I'm not sure why he isn't re-signed. I'm going to start a fucking riot over it. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, something Morgan Geeky, maybe not exactly a Jonathan Marsh, So As I was saying, like you said, Pierce, maybe more Nicholas Waugh. Even more of yeah, a Nicholas like Watts,
0: right or something? He's Why do not you put Trust. on skates and do the same thing as him? You said.
1: Yeah, let's we'll it, go do it actually.
0: You know, I'm going to put now. it this way: Seattle well, lose 100 pounds up... and I'll be fine. Okay.
3: Yeah. I was <laughs> just say like, let's just say Seattle like Seattle set their forwards up to where they could play geeky on the third line. They don't have to even push him. They can hmm. give him the Alex Stock approach where you don't even. You don't know, to rush him in the lineup, really. You just kind of give well, him those
1: chances,
0: sure. let him earn his spot. And if he earns a spot, then it's even better. Hey, you might even so. see Seattle fans are geeking over this pick.
1: <laughs> wow, Pierce, know, you're man. fucking funny, dude.
0: Dude, I know. I'm on a roll today.
1: You can call, name me buddy. A, uh, call
0: me a wheel because I can just keep on rolling. Uh. <laughs> back
1: well, we, yeah, so who were we on just a second ago? I completely forgot. We were on- <laughs> L.A.
3: We, that's why I said we are on to the Kings.
1: Yeah, the Kings. Okay, yes. Sorry, my, um So for L.A., I believe it was uh, Curtis McDermott.
0: Yeah, who yeah. had one of the Big. worst like, on-ice oh, results, my. but also he's tall and
1: – Related to somebody. Yeah. In the, in, yeah, so. yeah, I was about
3: to say, I think someone works in the organization that's, like, a relative His team. dad works in the organization. Oh, really? Yep, there it is. Yep. yep. He, that, he, I'm pretty his sure dad read that. He's also so. played together. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, when you are friends with Ron Francis, you get to do things in Seattle. But Listen, that's... they're just
3: going to have a mountain range on that back end. Just
1: a bunch of dudes that are like, bro, see... call them the Rocky Mountains. dudes are bunch up, uh...
0: or a bunch of puck movers. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> call them the Rocky Mountains. The Seattle Rocky Mountains.
1: Sheesh. Yeah, uh, Better watch it's... out,
0: Avalanche. Huh? Damn.
1: All right. All right. So, who is next? I'm
2: Minnesota.
1: Minnesota. Uh Capo no um for Minnesota Wild you no, talk wait, about Capo earlier. Kapanen? Capo Kapanen, yeah. I, I was I thought it would be, but no, it's a uh, Carson Susie. From Viking um,
0: Alberta.
1: Fucking Viking Alberta. Yes.
0: Sir. <laughs> Everyone will know will be able to point on the map and know where Viking Alberta is. I actually don't even know
1: where it is. Well, Piers, I believe you know a bit about Susie, don't you? Uh, I think both of you guys do.
3: Uh, okay. I don't know too I much do, about him, I but I him in my I love I think Carson Susi can be a three four if he's in the right really? system and he plays with the right partner. He played top four minutes in Minnesota the last two years. And from what it sounds like, from what uh, Michael Russo's saying and stuff, this makes it to where the Minnesota and Wild have to pick up at least three NHL defensemen next year. So it clearly sounds like Carson Susi was planning to be on their top four after Ryan Suter left.
0: Yeah, because you got who Bro Dean Dumba and who the hell else? I can't think. Uh, Spurgeon, Spurgeon as well. That's it. That's him.
3: And Susie was gonna fill that role that Suter had, but he's gone now, and I think he can fill that role immediately on um a team like Seattle, and he's very defensive minded from what I've seen, and it seems like he could fit with the guy. like pierce like like we said you were filming the Rocky Mountains on this back end, bro. You're gonna get, gonna get sponsored by
0: Coors Light eventually. Like, jeez. Yeah. Born oh in the Rockies, gosh. as they say. Um, oh man! But uh, Viking, Alberta is in cent- central Alberta and has a population of 1,083 people. The notable jeez. people. The notable people from there are are Carson Susie Glenn Sather, and the Sutter family. Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Boy, yeah. A lot
1: of assholes born there. Nice.
3: And a I, lot of guys you don't understand how to play skilled players. That's crazy.
1: That's what I'm
3: saying. <laughs> a lot of hotheads.
1: Oh, that's uh, Carson Susie. Sounds but like yeah. a good pick. I, I like don't really know much about it, but okay.
3: Uh, but I do, I would have, especially with the way they went with goalie, Kakadin would have made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm, that's who I picked. But I don't mind Susie. Susie would have been no, the no. other pick, obviously. Like, if they didn't go any of those two, then I would have been like, okay, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: All right.
0: Montreal, Le Montreal Canadien. Got this one right, too, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they went with, they the got brother the brother blur- of
0: Hayden. They went flurry times yeah. two. You might even see a flurry. This is gonna give Stan
3: Bowman just more of a reason to trade for Seth Jones because he's like, oh well, they already took my thunder of having the only brother
0: pairing in the NHL. Gotta get another one. Oh yeah, <laughs> bro, oh yeah, Cale the hungry. best defenseman named Kale in the NHL. For my money, <laughs> he's younger, yeah. bro.
3: I'm just saying, he has more upside. I don't
1: know. He has more time to figure
3: it out. That Kale Maker guy, 23, nah, not good enough. Old, old. That's some bush. bum for my Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so Montreal, Cale Fleury, do you know anything about him at all? I just... uh,
3: 22 right-handed shot, uh, literally just he has had an AHL minutes. I don't expect him to be in the lineup I next believe year. it
0: was Steve Dangle said that he wakes up in the morning and is right-handed, that's all you need to know, something like that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But also that this isn't a guy
3: I expect to see in the NHL next year. And if he is, it is because they made moves on their back end to make space for him. I will just say that.
1: Okay. Cool. Who do we have next? I
2: think
0: Nashville. Right. Yeah, Nashville. the Nashville Predators. Pierce and got this what, one. Wasn't me. it? Yeah, wasn't it Marshawn Lynch who said it, who couldn't pronounce Kelly Yarnkrok?
1: Kelly, <laughs> oh, Yarn, oh, really? that's Cali
3: literally Yarncroc. what he was about yeah. to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me find the clip for. Uh... For us
3: here. Let's fill the air. Can, I just, Can I just say for the way they were announcing this pick on the broadcast, they were really making it seem like they were going to take Johansson
0: or Duchenne? Oh, really? Like- Why?
3: Because they were coming right out of a commercial break, and they were really hyping this pickup, right? Like yeah. they were hyping up for the
2: stage. James they had like real. the
3: whole Marshawn thing in the background. There was just long speech before
0: it, and it was Callie Yarnkrog.
3: I just I thought that was so
0: funny to me. Wait, who did you I, pick again? Did you pick Dushyant or
3: Johannes? I picked a Grimaldi. I picked Grimaldi. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But
1: um, all right. If you guys want to hear it, I have
3: the. I want Pierce to hear it because that's really funny. I, I, I with love
2: this. The first pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the first pick... We're going with the boy-boy, Cali, though. You know what I'm
3: talking about? Cali
2: <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Johnson. Cali I love it, dude. I, love it.
3: I don't care what anyone says. You can call it cringe all you want. This is the kind of stuff the NHL needs.
2: Always. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Cali, if I didn't
1: pronounce it right, tap in with me and let me know how to do it the right way, bitch. All right. I didn't hear it until now. I don't
0: either. That was my first time. It's so wrong. Raw reaction. But, um,
1: I think
0: that that was the right pick for them. Like, I mean, obviously Johansson and Duchesne, you could probably say are better, but then you look at the contract and the term. Here's the stat that I found. That was
3: probably the reason they picked him. Um, I think it's six straight seasons with 10 plus goals at least. That's that's the definition of consistency at the NHL level, right there. And expansion teams could always use a guy that can pot ten to fifteen. And that's and Yarn Croak looks like a guy. where if you give him second line minutes, he, he, maybe he's a forty point player. Who knows? Yeah, six straight seasons with at least ten goals. You're right. Yeah, buddy. it's 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 that's a great track record to go off of, honestly. And he's and I think you said he was a cost control contract too. I think he's two
0: yeah mil. T- uh, two mil for one more year. And again, that's another guy where you're perfect not good, flip them at the deadline. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Especially for that cap hit, you could probably f- f- fetch a pretty penny. 100%. Um, New Jersey Devils, unfortunately, they, they didn't go Suban. I wanted them to go Suban so bad. I don't care what oh, you think of him as a player. That would up. have been such a perfect marketing for more, opportunity.
3: Dude, for imagine if Subban walked out on the stage. Dude, imagine,
0: like, seeing perfect. like him going up to shake the hands of Marshawn Lynch. Wouldn't that be so cool? bro. They literally could have done it, too,
3: and it wouldn't have hurt them as much as people think it would have. But this just makes me think – re- like, for them not picking Subin or Price or anyone like that, it really makes me think
0: that they're going to go after someone in free agency. I don't know who yet, but – Oh I by mean, the way you brought up Seth Jones apparently they have interest in Seth Jones
3: Yeah Jackson. dude they got interest in Jones like <laughs> they need another they, tall to press over six make a move.
0: like they want to make a big move and I'm curious to see as to what it is Oh they're going to make moves like this roster right now is not going to be the it's roster today the in a week like even less the than that Player long. by the way Nathan Give it 48 backwards.
1: hours who even is that like
0: uh, From what I saw from Devil's Twitter, they were upset because I think him they and fashion. Michael McLeod were good teammates with the Steelheads and, like, through the wow. AHL and the team, so they're mad that they let him go, but, like, I mean, you could have had Butcher taken away from, I don't know, like, he's, he's, a guy got, I, he's another guy who's kind of, like, in that geeky boat where he's young, yep. maybe he can, oh, it. can, I don't know. know. Yeah, no, Bastion's not a bad
3: NHL player. He just really is like a third liner. He's a bottom six forward, and that's fine. He He's six us. one four. Let's go, bro. They're Good just team. they're building a mountain range out there. I like I'm telling you, can we name this podcast like the like something with the Rocky Mountains? Because literally yeah, that's okay. their
2: back end. <laughs> Rocky like, oh Mountain. Oh my
3: gosh.
0: <laughs> Um, or the first sorry. overall pick in two thousand sixteen, by the way. And I believe he was also on the same team as uh Alexander Nylander with the Mississauga Steelheads. That. Dude yeah, that's was... a
3: recurring theme though with Francis. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. Oh but, no, um, no they he's Francis really is going for those guys that were former first and second round picks and have he's hoping they still have that potential. Like
2: yeah.
3: I don't think I like I don't the only one I can think of that wasn't besides Giordano was probably like McDermott and um Mm-hmm. Drieger and them, but like at least like two-thirds of the guys they picked were first or second round picks originally. So I like that approach at least. Like
0: and they're all like in their early to mid-20s as well, like for the most part as well.
3: Exactly. I think the youngest player they picked was 22. Like yeah, he was was a...
0: I'm pretty sure. Or Fleur, yeah, him and Cole Linn. Linn. Yeah. Was yeah. Lynn as well really young. Lynn was a former second yeah. round pick as well. I love the Cole Lynn pick too. I just didn't think they yeah. had the best to go pick him. But spoiler. Um... Spring Seller Valley, because we're just spoiling the picks.
1: Alright, so from the New York Islanders, this one was uh more along the lines of what we were talking about for or what we expected at first. Um Jordan Emily! Uh, can you Jordan? believe it? Yes, Jordan. I can. I
0: can because he's a very good player. He's an finish play yeah. with Seattle. By the it way, was... we don't have to hear that anymore.
1: oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now uh, Eugene Melnick has to hear it in his office. Yeah. Eugene, you're gonna
0: love Austin Watson's character so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you should protect him in the expansion draft.
1: Did yeah. they really? Yeah,
0: yeah, they did. Over My. like Dadanoff and Tierney, which by the way they didn't, pick, didn't pick either. Yeah. But uh
1: That's incredible. Joey uh actually that's uh, right up in a couple picks, but Jordan Eberly, yeah. Jordan Eberly probably uh maybe no doubt. He's there I James
0: he's Neal, up. I think.
1: First line, Matt wing, baby. Yeah, you were, he's probably going to
0: put thirty goals in.
3: He's, I, I, I yeah, got him in the
0: bank for sixty points.
3: Like, he's going to get number one looks on everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's going to be their go-to
0: forward, probably. That's going to matter. Also,
1: playing on a team that's not like people forget that Barry Trotz's system sucks all the offensive ability out of you. What that's do you mean, how Matt
0: Martin scored a goal in the playoffs?
1: That's also true, but for the most part, uh, you score less <laughs> on Barry Trotz's team. So, um, I I I don't know if I've said this, but I am a believer that if you take a player off of a Barry Trotz team or that specific New York Islanders team, you're going to get more points out of them. Maybe they're not; they won't be as good defensively because let's get it right: Barry Trotz's system is insane. But you're going to get more production out of them. I think Everly's really good. I think he's good for – I think he even may hit 70 points if he's right what, with the right players if he uh, gets the right looks in the power play and such or if, you know, he makes uh, – When he's playing with John you,
0: Quenville, it's all about uh, chemistry. Oh, too, at the the when
1: you have guys like that in your line, Pierce, I mean, you've got all the room. He exactly. takes up – John Quenville takes up all the room on the right side. So Everly has all of the uh, – Exactly. He has all the room to just keep right in. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. yeah so um that is uh the very realistic explanation of Jordan Eberly. and oh, um the next pick this one uh, I really liked I think a lot of people I did is, too.
0: Uh, Me too. yeah New York Floyd
1: Rangers well. they pick up Colin Blackwell that's a guy I know a lot of Rangers fans like and for good reason insanely good defensively
3: Mhm yeah and yeah. I I I think um Pierce didn't you pick Blackwell yeah, on our um
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I like pick
3: Gaultier, but I love the Blackwell pick. This is a pick where literally you cannot lose.
0: This is no, a cannot one year lose.
3: 725
0: k. Like worst case scenario, if he doesn't
3: shoot eighteen percent again, who cares? The guy's good enough defensively to hold in zone in. Like Jimmy said, like this is a pick that you really can't lose on. And in like well, like we talked about for months, they're going to need center depth. That's third line center. That's a fourth line center. And that could even like be guy, a second line center.
0: And if there's mm. a guy who's going to be the next William Carlson, it could be this guy. I feel he's got the goal scoring touch, at least. Yeah. Like, sheesh. I mean, you think so. He could like I don't know if he's going to be a, a score forty three goals like William Carlson, no. but like if there's a guy who could score thirty goals and be that's like that second like center, that could be Blackwell. Like, okay, that's clearly a guy who has shown if he's put in the right spots, he puts the
3: puck in the net
2: because he was playing play on the power too. play with
3: Panarin. He was playing on the power play with Panarin. Oh, he was on the power that, play. He was, was on the number yeah, one power play at the wow. end of the year. He was playing five on five with Panarin. I'm pretty sure he was too. Up for work. The guy, yeah, he was right in front of the net. He, the yeah. guy knows. The guy knows how to score. He knows where that to go to the score. net. And speaking of you can't uh, buy New players York. like that. Unless yeah. you're Seattle, then you pick him.
1: Yeah. Literally, just speaking
0: pick. of New York Rangers centers. Apparently, they have interest in Ryan Strom, which I don't understand. But uh, I mean, trades, trades, trades. I guess. I mean, Ryan Strom wouldn't. Oh, Strom. Strom and oh. Everly back together, baby.
3: You Wait, didn't Strom get traded for Everly? That would be really funny if they're both. Yeah, in it was, oh, please, uh, please,
0: that please, that please, really please, funny let now, please, please, let oh this happen Please, let this happen Oh my gosh! Man. So, yo, you know what happens? They face C- they face Edmonton in the playoffs. Strom and Everly together, and they combine to beat Edmonton. Bro, get
3: Ryan Spooner out of retirement. Get him back in the NHL and put him okay. on Seattle. I want that whole line of the Everly trade on the ice.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my oh. gosh, that would be perfect.
1: That's Just incredible. That's, I, didn't that. really- I didn't even put two
3: and two together until you said Strome had in, or they had an interest in Strom from Seattle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh.
1: Love that. I love that, honestly. <laughs> you know, if they were able to get Hall and have the Hall Larson. Hall are on the same team. Oh, that would have no. been nice. That
0: would have been that would have been funny too, but it sounds like a Hall's um, it's going back to Boston. Maybe. Yeah, we'll so get into that. to that.
1: I guess we can kind of hit on that here. Yeah. So um just simply put, sounds like uh Boston's signing up Taylor Hall with was it four years, six mil
0: oh, each year. God, That's disgusting. a win for both sides. That's a win for both sides. <laughs>
3: Taylor Hall's literally gonna get 70 points next year in Boston in an 82 game uh,
2: season.
0: And no, I think
1: 7-0. I think he gets at least eighty, dude. That team is nuts. That I team think- is insane, man,
3: dude. They literally have a core locked up, and I don't even think they're paying a player over
0: seven mil. Oh, I don't think so, no. Because <laughs> current he's off the books now. Uh, that's right, and, and, and was- if they do reassign him, it's going to be less it's than not going to be seven, like, like yeah.
2: dude.
3: Dude, what do I – like, I think we all keep bringing it up the last couple months. Like, I just keep tipping my cap to Don Sweeney. This dude is just – one of the best is team lighting team it yeah. up the last few It's just to his team. To...
1: It's just his team, dude. Like, he's building good teams. They're just not doing anything.
3: It's its literally
1: puck just – it's puck luck at this point. Like,
3: they made it to game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, that yeah, Brian Marchand eight.
0: wasn't so slow on that change they might have
1: even won that game who knows wow he's just a huge game changer isn't he red Marchand um, game changer. let's talk about Pierre Dorian's team the real game
2: changer. Oh, the Ottawa <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: yeah Ottawa Senators they pick from them young goalie Joey Decord I kind of laughed at
3: this pick when I was watching the broadcast because they really hyped it up and they had Mac like that was the first Macklemore pick. Oh, that was Macklemore making the pick? That was the first Macklemore because Macklemore did I think two or three picks, but the first pick was Joey DeCord and I was like, that's really the pick you're gonna bring him out to. Yeah. I would have least on Yanni Gord. But, but he was out there for Gord afterwards, which made it better. I just okay. would've let off with
0: Gord. Yeah, I guess you could say Seattle went thrift shopping. Dude, they literally made that joke on the broadcast. <laughs> like,
3: Chris Fowler literally made that joke. I can't even make that shit up. <laughs> But um, I like Joe, I like the pick Joey Decord. I think he's twenty four, right? Yeah. Like uh, dude, when I was I listening, he's seen what twenty five year old goalies can do. Yeah. Let's just put it that way.
0: I was listening to the Steve Dangle live stream, and apparently he had a really good game against the Leafs this year. So oh, he had like thirty seven
3: saves or some shit like. Oh that. really? Yeah.
1: Well, Dave Hockstall just like give like me that the, shit the right. The stat they
3: showed on the <laughs> broadcast was he had five games, five out of his nine career starts, he's had over thirty saves. So sure. <laughs> And you know it's Ottawa, so you know it's all high danger, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty impressive at the end of the day. And listen, he'll be the third, so
0: doesn't even yeah. need to be. He'll probably be the AHL starter. I don't know exactly. if he's was
3: exempt or not, but like, I think if he is, examped, then. I don't think he played that much.
0: Then so. there's your AHL goalie and potential goalie of the future. I, I don't know if the goalie of the future, but, like, another <laughs> I backup, know. I guess. He's just an option. an option. Just an option. Yeah. Along those lines. I, I just like what they did with that pick. And,
3: and then that, that's like, they got a good situation right there. Mm-hmm.
0: Now this next pick. Yeah, I don't know it, what the
3: hell this pick was, but. I hate this pick,
0: honestly. I rem- this I've really heard, 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 heard of this man. Who is this man? I remember
3: Let's Carson play. Turensky because he scored the first game of like the 2019-2020 season or some shit. <laughs> or the second game because it wasn't the one the Hawks played him. But like, I remember I watched like a first goals video on YouTube and it was like, Carson Torensky, And I was like. I swear to God, the announcer just said Wurensky. Is there another Wurensky in the league? And I just didn't
2: know. Oh, and it's like, no, I it's know
1: oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, my no. God. I just. Didn't... I get they want cap space, but, dude, Voracek is such a.
0: Dude, even
3: Justin Braun, like somebody. Yeah. Else. I don't know, just something that's like, not him. Dude, four money in the bank for points. Like that that's just where I'm at. Or JVR's money in the bank for. Hell, points. even it's Shane Astor like,
0: Beer was available. available literally,
3: like I I get it. They want cap space, but like dude, you could have got an actual really nice talent. And I get it. They took the approach where it's like, "All right, I see all your cap situations and I say, screw off. I'm not going to help you." Yeah. But this is one of those cases where they could have helped you, I think. And yeah. we'll see. We'll see. we'll see. Maybe freaking Cali Jarnkirk gets 25 goals next year and I shut my mouth. Who knows? Like, that's literally – that could happen. We just don't know. So, yeah. I, I just don't like the Torrensky pick in my opinion. They There are at least four other guys I would have taken, including like Robert Haig, like literally. And Robert Haig isn't even that good, but he's tall in defenseman, so that would have fit their bill. Maybe Terensky's better defensively, analytically. I just haven't looked.
0: Basically. I don't know. I haven't seen anything like go based off the stats or anything because I've literally never heard of him. Because <laughs> the Flyers are so deep at forward, that dude barely cracks the lineup. So it's like,
3: maybe he's got potential, but yeah. at the same time, I... It, it would have made sense if Terensky was on like a team like Chicago, right? Where they don't have these very... Like, maybe, they, maybe you're not enticed by the cap hit, but I feel like in all of our cases, it's like, well... I'll take on seven mil if that means I'm going to get tw- at least 20 goals from
0: a guy. You know what I mean? And a power play specialist in front of the net. Literally. like, Or you're going
3: to get one of the best playmakers in the league for the last decade.
0: Like, I don't know.
3: It, we'll, we'll see how it works out. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to. Yeah, the
0: funny thing is, they're like, oh, we don't want to take long term contracts or anything. And literally the next pick, they pick Brennan.
3: <laughs> that, that shocked me so much. But I, I get it.
0: Pick, but like you said, Term man, the term, yeah,
3: and they had him there in person too. And that was um. one thing that I I kind of like realized later on. Besides Giordano, I think all the guys they had there in person have term, so that makes me think there's going to be a Hayden Fleury extension pretty soon because he was there in person, so you would think they're not going to trade him. Um, they had Alexiak there, I'm pretty sure, they had uh Tanev there, they all have term clearly they want him as part of the court and like we said earlier they are basically building the anti Connor mcdavid team they are building their team to shut down mcdavid and brandon tanev is one of the best defensive forwards in hockey may not maybe a little bit overpaid but clearly they have the cap space to afford it so
0: yeah that's where i would have gone zach aston reese who also was kind of in that same boat i'm pretty sure they play on the same line but Mm-hmm. I just feel like that if you got Zach Aston-Reese, you could have got him. I think he's a bit younger. I don't know, but like you could at the very least got him for less money and less uh, term.
3: Hey, listen, on the bright side, Brandon Tanev is a very nice Berkeley Goodrow replacement on the Yanni Gord line. I'm just saying. And mm-hmm. then they go get Brent, and then they go get Coleman. And you got a line of Tanev, mm. Gordon Coleman. That is a very nice line. I like you. That is a thinking. very nice line. I like you. And thinking. that is a line that is going to piss off everyone. Everyone. Because you know. And, like, also, they, they they talked about it all day. The Tanev brothers are going to face each other at least five times a year, probably. Like, get that they're brothers. <laughs> I always forget that, too. Like... <laughs>
0: And then you and then you look at them both and like their profiles and you're like, oh, they look exactly alike. Got yeah. long hair. <laughs> Except that one picture of Brandon Tannehill where it's like he's looking at a ghost or something. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like Sam Darnold. That one. Uh, I know mean, you guys I watch
3: football, but there was one game where he played the Patriots a couple years ago, in the post game interview, he's like, "I'm seeing ghosts out there." <laughs> it's like, defensive coverage. <laughs> Yo, know, you know, known known Carolina Panthers player Sam Darnold, which is apparently uh, an NHL team. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah.
1: there's that whole joke
3: hey listen get eyes on the product and they got eyes on the product today
1: I will keep repeating you can do that with a, with a stupid hey,
0: and joke and also they got people talking that's what you need you need eyes on the product and you need to get people talking you need the buzz as they would say
1: Imagine the biggest thing the it's buzz,
0: talking
1: about dude. is that joke and how how it's not professional for the NHL to be acting so childish or whatever insult you throw at we're in you know, the ESPN
3: era buddy people think this shit's great
0: <laughs> yeah, imagine Mike oh. Mallory being, stop
3: acting like a clown. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, they had Chris Fowler and Dominic Moore out there saying the picks. Imagine if it was like
0: Mike Milbury. Hmm. Like oh, I said. know. Mike Milbury and Pierre Maguire. So, the, the so people Could who you imagine Pierre Maguire out there making the pick? And it's like, Hannah Flurry. I know him. He played for the Red Deer Rebels. He also has a brother named Kale. Like, that was, that's how it is.
2: Which, like, like, by him. the
0: way, He's I'm trying also. not to spoil the pick, but they also picked Kale Fleury from the Montreal Canadiens League. Let me tell you
1: about those two brothers and how this connects together. And uh, the two times that I watched them, you know, through their window to play street hockey together.
0: I also just want to I stuck into their bedroom and looked out their window and saw them playing road hockey. And I love the character that they showed out there.
1: Back to you, Gord.
0: Back to you, Gord. I need Pierce.
1: Pierce, I need
3: Pierre at the Olympics. Like, just, like, not covering hockey. I need him covering, like, track and field or something, because it'd be
2: hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it'd be so funny.
0: But, um, yeah, it... (laughs) Could you imagine, just like at a swing event, did you know that the athletes shave off all the hair to become more streamlined? <laughs> and then oh. you need
3: like you need a guy who's going to give responses like John Forslund does when he's on the broadcast. It's like, yep, okay,
0: Anyway <laughs> I was at the barber salon when they were shaving everything off and they must have lost about 10 pounds of hair. Shout would be Pierre McGuire. <laughs>
1: I remember there was something that Pierre was talking about, like how, look out for this and this and this. He's yelling, yelling, I, I've... Vaguely <laughs> remember that John Forslund just goes, Well, that's to be seen. Here goes Bovillier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: watch this ready.
1: <laughs> literally, it's, it's literally that. That. It's so many times that something similar to that was said between the two. Of this, this okay fuck. Anyways, back to the game. Now watch this. No. <laughs> now watch this ready. So I think
3: the next pick is San Jose. And I, I think El- I already talked El- about this. I love the pick, Alexander True. Gotta yeah, get a home team. That's for kid. true. Yeah. That's for true. Isn't he from Denmark?
2: Well, no, he played, played he's played
3: junior in Seattle for three years. That's why. I'm just saying, like, get a guy who's been in the town before, so oh.
2: and he's six foot five.
1: I'm yeah, exactly what he was, but kind of like how England was like, you know, from Vegas, right? Wasn't he from Vegas? And they're like, oh, this Get is like the, the house guy. there. Vegas. Oh, Vegas. is the Seattle kid. Is there anybody else from Seattle? I don't think no, who not was, on you know a, had
3: team. Had... a lot of guys are British Columbia, but that's different. So
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> also, they did announce that their first game of the season is going to be at Vegas, which is going to be sick. Oh,
0: and their first always... home game oh, that is be against nice rivalry too. I think that could be oh, our probably, rivalry too.
3: Expansion
1: team yeah. than the rivalry
3: you want to make that's sick. oh yeah dude they, they they did the schedule right first home game against vancouver first away mm. games at vegas that's the way you do it did they have a full
0: schedule no they just announced their first home and away because oh, i thought that, i thought they said that espn was gonna announce the full schedule tonight oh yeah it's tomorrow at six tomorrow oh, at oh yeah i, I keep doing
3: every team on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing every team so oh we're in the jungle now here we go yo here what we're
0: up? up we're in the jungle
3: that's oh. so cool you Yo Pierce is us? a step below us. Hate to see it. I, yeah, accidentally, I
0: accidentally hit together mode and then we're in the fucking jungle. Yo, we gotta put this on YouTube, dude. Dude, dude yeah. Paul's oh, guns we and roses, because we're in the jungle right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like anyone listening has no idea what just happened. Um I just hit the uh together mode on uh Skype and <laughs> I guess that puts us on the green And of course, screen. I'm a step
0: below because oh. Skype is racist and I'm a Canadian and I'm the smallest too. Oh, I gotta <laughs> put him one step below, buddy. Get him out of here. Get him the <laughs> hell out of here. Bro, that just shows no my podcast places. performance. Yeah, bro, that just shows my podcast performance. I'm always a step below you guys. I need to step it up. No,
1: oh no. I
0: love how my
3: hair gets like
1: partially
0: <laughs> way cut out, but sometimes
1: it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> has everything going down in his hair. What were you doing,
0: go? Jimmy? That that made this happen.
1: I clicked on grid view, and
0: is there any other setting?
1: I go to to like enter full screen, and then I accidentally hit together mode, and then we were in the jungle. Bro, so. I
0: don't care. we gotta put this on YouTube, dude. oh percent. Yeah, <laughs> this is hilarious. Is this the only setting? Wait, 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 wait! It says change scene. Hang on. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're we supposed to be doing scene. a hockey podcast. I love how we're like,
3: way. no, this is how much we hate the St. Louis Blues, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want to even oh, talk yeah. about them. We're gonna go no, yeah.
0: On- yeah.
1: the fence done. <man>. Let's go. I'm
0: Let's go. We're having some drinks by the ocean.
1: Oh hell yeah! Cool. <laughs> yes. let's, let's just do the rest of the podcast like this.
0: Yeah, we yes. we just chilling out, discussing the expansion. You know.
1: Oh uh God, i can't
0: take this seriously Piers, 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 you need a come booster on. seat it seems like you can't make it i know i am i'm small i'm small <laughs> af bro i'm just insignificant Pierce, <laughs> how Piers, does like... it feel man i know i'm the Piers shortest sure guy now what's going on man no come on now i'm getting bullied for being canadian and short this can't happen <laughs> to me
1: this uh, is so stupid i love this um it's a to defense you can tell it's uh 12
0: 20 worse from,
1: from the tampa bay lightning yanni Gore. how do we feel about this pick dylan Wait, we uh, really Luke just skipped over
0: vince Dunn like that vince no, Dunn's I, pretty good. hey, hey i guess I you could say we were done with st louis <laughs> we are
1: Here's st louis why would we, why would we do that?
0: all right yo what him. there's halo Hang on, hang on. There's halo. Wait, wait, oh wait, god, wait, wait. <laughs> oh Yo! So so oh my god. No, I wanna keep this, keep this, keep yeah, this, keep, keep this. this bro. I'm in the front. We need to do every
1: podcast with this. Oh my god, this is so funny.
0: <laughs> I can't believe this right now. <laughs> I, wanna amazing, see, I wanna see what other ones are. That's so funny. I'll keep it on this one. Yo, there's a conference room, there's a dining room, dude. I gotta I gotta Stop. keep it. Gonna get, i got to keep it on. We'll just change, like,
3: one for every podcast. <laughs>
2: but,
1: okay. um, so, Pierce, Can so. you get better? What are we doing, man? What? Look at us, dude. Look uh, at us, man. I know. I just look at us. Um, but, uh, yeah, Vince Dunn from St. Louis. I think that's where you are. Yeah. How do we feel about Vince I... Dunn? Uh, um, it's going to be interesting yeah,
0: to see what happens with Tarasenko. I'll just say
1: that. You can go yeah, ahead.
0: That's all I'm going to say. That's
3: stupid by Seattle, in my opinion. I don't care what anyone says. The fact that you had four teams willing to trade for this guy with no retained salary. How are you not going to take that asset? How are you not going to take that asset?
0: Like, if you're not going to keep him, at the very least, trade him and get a pretty penny back. I'm looking at you too. too. This is going to make it so much better. <laughs> like, this is such. Shit. No, I I gotta look up <laughs>
3: yeah, when talk to you. Oh my god, it's just so stupid, in my opinion. Like you had a guy who would have, like, at least got you fucking assets, like prospects and stuff. Dude, it's, like that's it's not very dude. That's not, yeah, not funny. Stuff. Yeah, it's just like you gotta take the marketable star. But I guess like they're gonna be really, they got a really nice back end. I will say that much. Like, what is he tall though? We were talking about on the last podcast, we thought their back end wouldn't be as... Hey, listen, this a tall guy, and he's the short guy. Better watch out.
0: <laughs> no,
1: cause-
0: just like the Puget's cast, you need a short guy in there somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, which is Bro. me, I'm the short guy. Yeah, maybe right I now. am the short... It's like that meme of... Uh, <laughs> it's like, maybe I am the short guy.
1: <laughs> Are we the baddies? No. Um... Why? Okay, there we go. Sorry, this list keeps. keeps I like how, it.
0: on the video, it's just Smitty's microphone. <laughs> 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 like, it's on the podium. That's so awesome,
1: man. Oh, God. Drop. oh he's, back. he's back! He's back! He's back, wow. Okay, from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Yanni Gord. Dylan, noted Florida man. What are your thoughts on this? Noted
0: Florida man, by the way. Schmitty.
1: Uh, Dylan, your mic is off. Your mic is off, Dylan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this podcast. There we go. Uh, no,
3: so according to hashtag sources, as
0: I was rumors and saying, rumblings and whispers, um, <laughs> Yanni Gore is getting soldier sh- shoulder surgery. Bro, he's becoming uh, yeah. like a soldier. Good for him,
3: man. Yeah,
2: he's a soldier.
3: Yeah. Soldier surgery. Yeah, he yeah he's gonna get his purple heart. But um. Let's do the yeah, soldier, no, so he's getting his shoulder worked on and he won't be ready for the start of the season apparently he won't be ready till at least mid-november and um that's interesting to an extent. But, I mean, they really just picked up probably the best player of the draft. That's, of...
0: Saying, that's saying something, because Tampa had uh, Palat just sitting there, and I think Johnson and Col- and uh, Maroon. And I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast when they were doing their picks. Uh, I think Jesse was like, imagine just picking Pat Maroon because the guys won three straight Stanley Cups. Just imagine just bringing him there, being the fun guy, you know. But definitely Yanni Gord is the best player. And, again, that's saying something, because Palat is available. And I like how everyone just kind of ignored him. But, yeah. Speaks to Yanni Gordon.
3: Yeah,
0: no, I, oh, sorry. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was just going to say, and uh, people were like, is he going to be able to play in the top six? I'm like, dude, he's he's probably going to be the first line center.
2: Yanni yeah, Gordon.
0: No, it, my favorite argument, actually, is people are saying, oh, well, Yanni
3: Gordon's not going to put those numbers up on the first line. Do people forget this dude had 67 fucking points like mm-hmm. two years
0: ago? And he plays and against the he, hardest competition, too. Yes, like, it's not...
3: and that was when he did play in the top six. They put him down the third line the last two years. That's why his numbers went down. This is gonna be. This is going to be exactly like what happened to JT Miller a couple of years ago, no, when honestly, JT Miller it, got
0: traded to Vancouver and got top line minutes.
1: No, Just I mean, you know who this is for me. This is my William Carlson right here. Yanni no, but
0: we know that Yanni Gord is good though. Like, i th- when I'm thinking of William Carlson, I'm thinking of like okay, a guy who comes out of nowhere. Yeah,
1: like we okay, know Yanni
0: cool. Gord is good.
1: I guess I think more in the uh, the goal area. I could see him getting thirty. I really could.
0: No, he's I got- think he's still going to put a, a ton of production. But yeah.
1: Okay. Awesome. Uh, next. Anyways, pick. on to
0: Toronto Maple Leafs, they selected forward Alexander um... Kerfoot. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of this whole draft. Oh my god. Yeah. And, okay, then, so... and then Leafs fans losing it that uh, McCann was uh, chosen over Kerfoot. Yeah. So Anyways, anybody noted, anybody noted, noted fans. Leafs fans. Only Leafs fans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Jimmy, what do you think about that? Kyle, um, noted
3: not Leafs fan of the podcast. Noted
1: Leafs fan and insider. It's just terrible asset management with cerebral asset management, they trade away a seventh in Hallander. Because they traded for Jared McCann, of course. The thing is, a lot of Leafs fans are trying to defend it, saying, oh, well, we essentially lost a seventh in Hallander. But you didn't. You traded for McCann, and then you moved him. You took Jared McCann away. You can't make it anything else. You got Jared McCann, and then you left him unprotected. He got picked up. Why would you do that?
0: Yeah, but no. they got to They got to protect Justin Hall that literally that that
3: shit just boggles my mind. Like, you really think nah, Seattle's going to nah. take
1: Justin Hall? Like, Do you it, Hall? Like he's a defenseman. That? Who knows? So, but they, like, honestly, Justin Hall's not even like that good. He's not.
3: They literally could have won seven and three with this McCann trade and they would have been so much better off. But they didn't because Kyle Dubas likes his guys. Like Kyle Dubas? Okay. Am I right, guys? And also, like, I get the part of the conversation where it's like, oh, well, if you're overreacting to this McCann trade, well, if that's what makes or breaks your team, your team's in bigger problems than that. And it's like, yeah, that's true to an extent. But if you were that afraid of, like, because this just comes down to me as uh, Kyle Dubas being like, okay, we're afraid we're going to lose Kerfoot, and we want to keep one of them. So you get this guy. One of them's going to get picked. You're either keep the guy you had before, can trade him off later for assets. Or you get to keep this new piece. But Ooh. like Jimmy said, it's just terrible asset management. Like, you didn't even get a game with this dude on the roster. And Pierce and I talked about it on the last show. I thought this would be a dude that would be perfect on the John Tavares line. Like, Tavares, Nylander, and McCann? Come on. That line just oozes offense. And McCann's going to be a guy who literally will play on the top line in Vegas and produce. He is going to be that guy. He proved is it in he? Pittsburgh this year.
0: He a center? Yeah, he's yeah, he could center. play center or wing. He could be their first line center for all we know. He might be their
1: first, first line center. Yeah, he has to be. Bro, what no pop yeah. points,
0: I promise you.
3: Like, I love this pick for Seattle, but from a Toronto standpoint, what the?
0: Oh, <laughs> I love dude. what we got off. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this so much. <laughs> this is a great show. This is a great show. <laughs> You can tell we're doing this Jimmy had to go get night. his head. Jimmy yeah, had to go he...
3: get his helmet for our spaceship. <laughs> oh
0: my god. Anyway. <laughs> I can't, yes. man. I can't. Um Vancouver? Yeah, the the <laughs> It's funny because, like, right after uh, Ron Francis picked uh, Jared McCann, he was like, you know what? I played for Sue, uh, the Sue Greyhounds as well. So it was nice picking him. And it's just so funny because Kyle Dubas is, is, like, he loves the suit, guys. I don't know. I just found that funny. But... Oh,
3: also the broadcast called a shout-out on the Leafs losing 3-1, like, immediately. Ooh. They were like, up next is Toronto, who around a month and a half ago lost a 3-1 series Jeez. lead to the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, I was strengths. just like, all right, ESPN already knows what's up. Just keep dunking on the Leafs constantly. Oh, yeah,
1: to see i like espn already i was talking about <laughs> this, yeah, the, the fact that espn like espn needs to be able to have fun to be able to poke fun at both the fan or at the fans the players the teams everything be able to joke about anything have a sense of humor that's going to be hard for a lot of uh diehard hockey fans but like if you can't yeah, like
0: a- me i can never laugh about anything everything must be serious in hockey.
1: Exactly, yeah, dude,' Cause it's so because it's so serious to know, you know, knock a puck around with a stick for sixty minutes over and over again, that's manliness <laughs> right, there. so yeah, um, but uh seriously it it it's so nice seeing hockey back on e s p n man it's so nice, it just felt like a different environment. I didn't feel like I was forced to watch this, like the interviews actually had interesting questions or were just like, oh. How do you feel about hockey? And, uh, you know, do you want to win? Yeah, I want to win. What do you got to do? Work hard. Like, got to get pucks in deep, uh, play the full 60 minutes. And, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, obviously I'm exaggerating, you know, to make a point. But seriously, go back to any interview on NBC. They're not interesting fucking interviews. It's just, it just keeps the air going. I'm sorry. It's so, it, it was. It's filler. Filler. That's the word I'm looking for. It's just fucking boring. It just took up time. But I actually was like, Yo, watching. Left seat. I was actually interested tonight. So that was uh, I thought for
0: anyone cringe. calling this cringe or bad, okay, fine, but would you rather watch Mike Milbury make the picks and give his thoughts on this or this? I can tell you what I would take a hundred times over a hundred over the other. And that's Mike Milbury. got of course. this in the middle of the NHL
3: awards. You cannot tell me this is at least not a step up. Like this so is much, a step up. So much better. Mm-hmm. This shows how miserable this community is. Like, Jesus. And that's coming from somebody who's pretty miserable, as it is, in terms of hockey. Like, dude, lighten up, Francis, at the end of the day. <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to.
1: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, we have a list I think we're doing right. Reading we off really players. I think we're doing that. Yeah, at some point. Uh, There's two left. I
3: mean, we already talked about this. I thought we're we talk about Bedeck check. Yeah.
1: Oh no, Cole no Lynn. We, we didn't talk about one Cole Lynn.
0: We didn't talk about Yeah, Cole Lynn. So wanna, like, touch no, guys, on I want we're yeah. on our journey to save Master Chief, but that's just me.
1: Oh yeah. I s we're in the table room. That's that's good You
0: priorities, right, Jimmy. Come on. Yeah, move. you're
1: right. But uh what is this, a Cole... hockey
0: podcast? No,
3: we're trying nice. to podcast. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Just our podcast. All right.
1: Anyway. Oh continue. no no, not just Cole. Linda actually. Uh, Mason Appleton's another guy we haven't talked about. The last two we're going to talk about here because, Vitek Vanček we mentioned him earlier. Um, by the way, who probably will fill in as the one B for Dreger? We would 100%. think. Yeah, I, I personally think uh, Vanček's the goalie of the future, though. Definitely going forward. He definitely has more upside. Oh, for yeah, sure, definitely. dude. He's only a rookie last year, so.
0: I think There's he was a... sixth in Calder voting, and I know that's not much, but that's something.
1: That's I don't, I don't especially know, when for you a... look
0: at all the good prospects this year.
1: For a goalie, man, for a goalie though, yeah, for that's a goalie, true. Nice, you know, um, but uh, Colin from Vancouver, Pierce, you know about him. I believe. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, pick? Um, so Colin,
0: I chose him as well. Um, he got some chances in Vancouver, but I don't understand why they protected him over someone like uh, Tanner Pearson. But uh, you. know... You know, it's Vancouver, it's Jim Benning, all that stuff. But uh, just a year removed from having uh, 44 points in 61 AHL games. uh, This year, he had eight points in eight AHL games, including five goals. Uh, He only had a brief cup of coffee with uh, Vancouver Canucks. Only seven games, no points, but also it's Vancouver. I think I don't know if he's going to crack the main lineup in Seattle, but he's definitely someone who could play probably your first line in the AHL and uh, eventually be an injury call-up, or hell, he might even make the, the team out of camp. But... Good thing to take a bet on his upside. He doesn't turn twenty three. Talk to October. I think that's a great pick. All yeah, right. and
3: it's a, it's another player who hasn't gotten a chance. Like honestly, he literally has not gotten a chance, which yeah. surprises me on a Vancouver team which has been so piss poor in the bottom six. So. Hey, well Tanner maybe Pearson, man. he's won something. that cup. Yeah, and maybe that says something about Lind. Maybe that says something about Venning and the and uh freaking whatever the, the car- Travis Community system. <laughs> yeah, I agree with the latter. But um, I hope for the best for Cole Wynn. So, yeah.
1: All right. The last pick from the Winnipeg Jets, Mason Appleton. Which is love actually it. a pretty solid pick.
0: Yeah, I picked mellow, but, like, it was also another pick where if you got Appleton, that's more than fine with me. I love the Appleton pick just because of the
3: way Winnipeg went with this draft. Because they didn't – they really addressed their defensive end position a lot more than Pierce and I both predicted they would, especially with signing guys like Larson and Alexiak. That really changes the way that defense defensive group was going to be built. Because I thought – we both thought DeMello would be probably one of the easiest pieces to contribute to that top four. But it's clear they're going to have a pretty good top four. So I like the pick of Appleton. That's a great guy who could be a middle six center on this team night one. And he proved it this year on a very good one win- – or – not a great Winnipeg team, but a great mediocre. Winnipeg forward core that he could produce yeah. at over half a point point. game. Dare you say? Um, but yeah, I, I love this pick. Honestly, hey, like, he's this is a three. guy. He's tall. He's somewhat tall. <laughs> building, building the mountain range, baby. Um, I, I I I just don't see how this pick could be a bad thing at the end of the day. And even if he doesn't work out, that's a tradable asset at the end of the day. Like we always say, and that's the reoccurring thing with this team like i brought up earlier all these guys are under 30 all these guys most of these guys are under like 27 like they all are just yeah he's 25. waiting for waiting for that opportunity so
0: 25 points in 56 games that's you could do a lot worse than that again mm-hmm. and you know what i think we're at the end of the list you know what was the biggest uh pick up by seattle Puckin' hostile Oh, dude, I saw that shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> be gone, you miserable. Like, I hope they hear this. Hold on. I'm going to be real clear with this one. At fucking Hostile, suck my left nut, you miserable piece of shit. Get away from my fan base. I will not repeat myself. That dude brings so much negativity to this fan base, and I thought
0: I was the beacon yeah, of Yeah, I was negativity. just going to say, this is coming from Schmitty, man. Like, and know, I am the beacon of negativity.
3: <laughs> Realistic.
1: You look like an yeah.
0: epic saint. Get That's out true. of my
3: fan base forever. I'm sick of you. I can't wait for you to go spoil the Kraken's fan base. You
1: miserable piece of shit. I'm, I'm small. No. Oh
3: no. <laughs> oh, I hope they call me out too. I hope they're little fucking little like minions of fucking
1: hey, the Chuck. same
3: person. Me. It the pos-
1: it's posse. Pos- of assholes. All
3: right. Anyways, do I even call smart.
0: them posholes.
1: That, that, that's not even funny, man. That's not even funny. What are you doing? I tried,
0: man. man. I tried. Okay? I tried. Anyways, um, yeah, that took us an hour and a half to go through. <laughs> so, yeah, we said it yeah. was gonna be a long one, but uh, we we fairly I thought it was gonna be like two hours long, but uh, it took us an hour and a half, and we still got so much to touch on here. But, um. I I wasn't even like I kind of lost track of how many picks I got. Right. I'm pretty sure Schmidt got more than me. I don't know. I got know. 9, right? You got 9, right? Okay. I honestly don't even know, but um yeah, it's never going gonna like Seattle like we've brought up multiple times, it's going to be interesting what they see what they do because what they are right now, they're probably not going to be the same team within less than a week cuz free agency is in a week. There's the the trade freeze is lifted tomorrow. There's probably going to be a couple moves, maybe not big ones, but we're definitely going to see some moves nonetheless and um, I do. W- I want to see them go big name hunting. I want them to go after Dougie Hamilton, another tall defenseman, six foot five, that would help them with that mountain range. And uh, dude, um, I, I doubt this happens, but like Alex Ovechkin to Seattle, that'd be so cool. I don't care. It will. It won't happen, but it, Yeah, I, I'm very curious to see
3: who is the free agent they pick up
0: because they're gonna pick up one. Like that's yeah, just Landa Skog, like could it all be another name as well if he doesn't resign with Colorado i the name that I keep
3: circling back to is I think the no, like maybe they aren't talking to him yet, but in terms of just the way they're building this team, you would think they would want a defensive center like again,
0: that. you're saying you're saying like the anti mcdavid put stick the no to Mcdavid, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. That's, and that's apparently, a and apparently they were in discussions with Landeskog as well. Like with Colorado, obviously they went with Danskow or whatever. But uh, um, yeah, they can they they can definitely be they arguably could be the biggest player in free agency just because of all the cap space they have and flexibility for the most part. I'll be right back, real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Alrighty. so yeah, it's an hour and a half of this. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to get into the Blackhawks end of things because. Um, yeah, best case scenario, they didn't get like one of their guys like Zadorov, or Godets, or even DeHaan picked up. Like they got an obscure AHL or pretty much, and John Quenville. That's a good thing from an asset standpoint. But then now, what do you do with those assets? Because apparently they're trying to shop Zadorov around. But uh, are you going to try to trade him again? Or are you going to try to trade him at the draft? Because you look at what uh, Ryan Graves got. You got a, I think, a late second round pick in this draft. They got a. Guy who could potentially crack the initial lineup. I don't know much about Maltsev, but um, if you're looking at that kind of a framework for trade, I would definitely try to move Nikita Zidorov And there must have been like some, some like they really must've soured on him because obviously they were really high on him, trading Brandon Saad for him. Um, and then like putting him on the top pair with Bogfitz but then over the, like the the rest of the year, he was just like kind of, he was the scratched a couple times, I think.
1: He really Sorry? just, the last quarter of the year. Yeah. It, it, it was like any bit of hope they had for him went out the window.
0: Yeah, you can definitely tell they soured on him a bit, and then obviously you heard they were trying to trade him. They exposed him. I just they
1: tried to trade him at the deadline. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah and I, I just,
0: just I don't I just don't see like as much as I'm pessimistic about the Blackhawks. I just don't see at least from all the news like about Zadorov. I don't see him having a future here. I don't. Oh, they, I think they. I think know, they at least find a way to trade him, even if it's for nothing. Just trade him. I
1: don't. Got power, when I have the best sources because he said first, like he had said that you know there's apparently they're expected to make a deal like for sure, but uh, I'm not sure that's was the, the case. Because, yeah, remember like he had said that.
0: Or, uh, oh, I okay, with like a contract. Or, oh, okay.
1: And then they tried moving him at the. Uh, they tried moving him right before the expansion draft or the uh, the roster freeze. They they tried very hard to move him right like, just soon after that. So I think that we should maybe look more like less at what r- reporters have been saying, and let's just look at what's been happening. They've been trying to move him constantly. They don't want him here. Like I'm very sure he'll be gone by draft day, or on draft day at the latest. My thing, yeah.
3: Uh, oh. yeah, my oh, thing was the door. My thing was the door off is um. I see this all as a part in the contract negotiations. As soon as that report came out that he wanted over five, this is when, like, obviously you said that he was trying to get traded for at the trade deadline and stuff and whatnot. But um, they were trying to move him at least. But I see this as either they are trying to push this number to a point to where they can afford it. And because, like, let's put it this way. I don't care what anyone says. The Hawks are going to need bodies on this back end next year. Zadorov is not bad in the bottom four on the left side. I don't care what anyone says. It's just the price that is concerning. If you get Zadorov for under what Carlo is making right now, that's a win. That's the win, any way you put it. I don't care if Zadorov's making three point eight for the next five years. I can, I can, I can. Uh, I don't
0: know that. five years. Like the most I go is four years. But if he's under, know what I I'm fine. Know what I mean though? Because there's going to have to be like. I'm I'm looking at
3: this in a way to where there's going to be a resolution between both sides. Obviously, he could get traded, literally on draft night, like Jimmy said, could get a second round pick. I'd be tickled pink. I don't care. That'd be great. But obviously, I I just see a world where if we're going to keep one of the two, like Zadorov's not a bad option, and if it, it just matters on the contract, and if you get him at a reasonable price, I feel like Alexiak is probably the perfect comp right now. He's not getting more than him. There's literally no way. Um, I don't know. I just see the, I just see a world where they work out a deal. But if they do work out a deal, that does mean you have to get rid of Calvin DeHaan. Because there has to be at least two spots open on that left side next year. For one, Wyatt Kalanick, and two, either a free agent acquisition or Nicholas Bodin, depending on how mm-hmm. Jeremy Collins and Stan Bowman want to go about it next season. That's just my personal opinion. Bill Jones, too. Oh, Caleb Jones, too, man. I'm like, yeah. Riley, Stillman, Riley Stillman's on that left side, dude. Like, they got bodies oh. there, so they're going to have to clear room.
1: Yeah, and they really I, do.
3: They're going to want to give Jones minutes. They're going to want to give Stillman more minutes. That's why they gave him the extension. They yeah, I, they're, they're probably going to
1: shoot him at the end of the day, but. They got to be trying to move to Han, right? Like, there's no way.
3: Listen, if the Han's the guy you hang on to next year, I can live with that. It's one year.
1: You also have Stillman.
3: Yeah, the Han Jones. If that's your left side next year with Kalanuck. I'm I'm cool. Whatever.
1: going yeah. like, to probably in the A for a little bit then. Bodan's definitely
3: getting A. He
0: pro, I think he needs like, it though. Yeah, he, does. He, and,
3: he and Mitchell should be in the AHL to at least till December. Mm-hmm.
0: Top pair, yeah. Yeah. Just give them the time to develop. If you don't, that's if you don't trade Mitchell for Seth Jones. But you know, and the interesting thing with this is that guess what? Their longest contract is right now. Riley Stillman. Like, no one is over three years. Everyone else besides Riley Stillman is under two years. Uh, if you count Brent Seabrook, he's also at three years left. But everyone yeah. else besides Riley Stillman that's going to be last year is making less than three years. Yeah, they you got
1: the younger in the NHL, don't they? Oh, they, they have to.
3: They got to have the youngest. Um, You got to think a Connor Murphy extension is coming pretty soon, though. I would oh. love that. Like, a certain, like I would think his extension rights would start, like, July, whenever the free agency starts, July 28th. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I would think that is of the utmost priorities for Stan Bowen right now. Connor Murphy should be on this defense at least for the next three to four years because he's, what, 29 now, 28? 28, yeah. Yeah. If you can lock him up till max 33, that's what you want.
1: Yeah, and you're most- appreciated, like, Blackhawks of the last decade or so, man. Oh, oh he's my God.
3: Been, he's gotten better every year. On this team, and I can honestly say that. And there's very few Blackhawk players you could say
0: that about over the years. Yeah. Yeah. you bring up the Brendan Carl extension, I think that would be more fair for Conor Murphy, honestly.
1: Yes, that's a great comparison. Yeah. I,
3: I would agree, but if I'm Conor Murphy, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, you're paying me five minimum.
0: I'm so, okay with five too, like just kind of oh, the same. I'm, I'm
3: serious, like a five point five times four is what I'm thinking right now. I like think, I think Connor Murphy
1: is worth six, to, like six mil. No, honestly, if six is the any, Yeah, but if you're
3: gonna pay any defenseman, pay Murphy. Man. If it's six times six, fuck off. No, if Connor Murphy can walk.
1: But no, you if can't, it's you six know, times four, his is gonna be gone by then. His body is gonna be gone by the time he's done with the six-year contract. Yeah. yeah, I don't say yes to a six-year anything with Connor Murphy, with the way he plays. You know, like Nicholas Chalmerson and such.
3: I'll um, love it for the next four, though. Tell you that much.
1: Exactly. exactly. Going back to going back to
0: Zadorov, like this was brought up as well. This guy's consist- consistently taking one-year contracts; he wants security. But then again, you look at the world right now <laughs> with COVID. You're probably not going to get that, so you're going to have to live with maybe taking even to a one another one-year deal or two or three years, and maybe not the four or five-year contract that you want. So that's what yeah. it is.
3: But the, it doesn't Zdorov have arbitration rights too?
0: If uh, I recall, yeah, he does.
3: That's so, gonna be a problem. But they
0: got it. <laughs> if they they got to they gotta come up with something before the arbitration happens. You gotta. Do if he does file for arbitration, um, I don't exactly know. I think it usually happens a couple weeks after the off season, like okay. after free agency. I should say. Yeah,
3: but, it's usually like mid July, like for a mm-hmm. so. Season, in this so. case,
0: it would probably be like early to mid August.
2: Okay,
3: yeah. No, I was just. I want like it, it'll be curious. Like, obviously, probably Powers and Lazarus will come out with an article or Ben Pope or someone that'll say like the timetable. But let's put it this way: Stan Bowman's on the clock with Nikita Zadorov right now.
0: Plenty. Yeah, you either gonna trade him before the arbitration rights if he does file. Like, you gotta come up with a contract yeah. or trade him. Yeah. You can't. You can't let the go go that far.
3: No, you can't. Because then that's how you get into a Cody CC situation, like the um. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs got stuck in when they traded for him to where he has to have that qualifying offer at least, or not the qualifying offer, but you know what I mean. Like there's that minimum. Yeah. Like we talk about it a lot with DeBrinket's contract. I think his is nine on his next deal. There's mm-hmm. gonna have to be that minimum if he goes to arbitration. So, but DeBrinket at this point, if, if he signs for like nine, yeah, if he keeps going, yeah,
0: dude, they, it's like he's worth that right now. But anyways, um, you bring up uh. You bring up uh, Scott Powers and uh, Ben Pope. I believe we have we're gonna have both of them on sometime in the early week of August. It's obviously it's That's a busy a time right now, but uh, this is gonna be an interesting off season for the Blackhawks. So we'll probably know what's what they've done by then, and we'll have their voices on. And also another thing, Ian Mendez. Uh, we he might we might actually get him on sometime next week, so we might even have him on to discuss free agency. But uh, again, awesome. Yeah, definitely. But. I don't know the exact dates for all these, but I do know that they will be coming out. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Nikita Zdorov definitely has to be the most interesting, like, piece for the Blackhawks this offseason just because you don't know what they're going to do – you don't know what the Blackhawks are going to do with them. Like, again, you look at what they've been doing lately, you think they would trade them, but also – they traded Brandon Sod for him, so you want to think at least they would try to get, like, sign him to a contract. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch, honestly. I think it's more interesting than Seth Jones because I feel like that's going to happen, <laughs> whereas, like, with Nikita Zagor, if you don't know what's going to happen. One thing that I think could be interesting is um I wonder if the
3: Hawks go for anyone from Seattle tomorrow. Um, there's a couple names on there where if they're willing to move them, I mean, <laughs> in a Blackhawks sweater, they would look wonderful. Let's just put it that way. And Like my, I mean, I'm looking at a couple right now. Like, I know analytically it doesn't speak, but, like, if you can get a Hayden Flurry, which they probably won't do. But, no. like, you get – like, I'm trying to think of, like, people in the division that you wouldn't have been able to get a hold of before. So, like, let's say Carson Susie's on the board. I wouldn't uh, mind Carson Susie on the left side if the price is right. That's, like, there. there's going to be players that are available that weren't available to the Blackhawks before. And I'm just wondering if they maybe cash in on one of those. I don't know which one that would be. Obviously you would like it to be again a guy who's gonna be an impact player, obviously, who wouldn't. But I mean, maybe it's a guy you take a chance on. I don't know. But I, I there's a couple like there's at least a couple defensemen I'd take a swing on. Let's just put it that way. Both Flurry Brothers. I'd take a swing on Susie. I'd take a swing on Lazone if I could. I take a swing on um shit like even like i don't know if they would be even looking to move a player like that but if you can get a package to get a guy like uh like one of their big forwards or even something like that like there's there are pieces on seattle if they are willing to move chicago should at least look into in my opinion
0: yeah i'm thinking like if you trade a center like borgstrom for seth jones i was like thinking go after yanni gord i don't care what the circumstances are, I would love Yanni Gordo on my team. I don't care about the contract. I just love him that much. It would be a perfect third-line center here in I Chicago. Didn't, I had a dream a couple nights ago, and basically it was a nightmare.
3: We traded for Seth Jones for Kirby Doc, and then we ended up oh trading back for Nick Schmaltz. And I was just like, that is the <laughs> ultimate Stamp <stand-bulbin> the <laughs> move. Holy shit. Because apparently the Coyotes are like
0: open to moving anyone. So. Except for Chikrin. And that's another name. Like, that's I don't a great know name. Fuck name if, Chikrin, if Chikrin is, I don't care if he's available or not, go after him. Go after God, Chikorin exactly. had
3: almost 20 goals in a 56-game season. That is mm-hmm. unreal. That's five a defense five. Man, dude, like,
0: Same. And he got Norse votes, too, I'm pretty sure.
3: As as he should have. Well, on Arizona.
0: Arizona. Yeah.
1: Were not most of those goals 5-on-5, five five too. Dude, I know it was 5-on-5. points in
3: 56 so, games.
2: It's like, cards. what the hell? In
1: and he Arizona? got a very,
0: very good contract as well. Like yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to, uh, again, uh, instead of just uh, like giving up the farm for Seth Jones, why don't you give it for Jacob Chikrin who's 23 years old and still has another like four years
3: at $4.6 million? Listen, oh listen if you gave up Kirby Doc for a guy like Jacob Chikrin, at least I could ex- understand that. Yeah. Controllable contract, number
0: one defenseman, young under a long 18 term. goals, 23 assists, and 41 points in 56 games. That it's is incredible. All it's career incredible. highs, by the way, on a crappy Arizona team. Yeah. Yeah. under
1: a defenseman. Is he and not? It was a
3: terrible offensive okay. team.
1: Yeah. Oh, 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 by the way, he, was um, was those, he had 13 even strength goals.
0: That's ridiculous Yeah, that's, that's awesome. How many forwards even scored 13 goals?
1: Like, On the Hawks. Even strength look goals. Yeah. I'm curious
3: how many Hawks scored 13 even strength goals. I bet it was like one.
1: Yeah, look at, look at how many scored 18 at all. <laughs> I'm going to. Here, let me do it. It's yeah. two. Two? They're breaking
3: Kane. No, it's Lee. Kane didn't even get 18. He got 15. Because I swear Kane didn't want to admit it, but he had a wrist injury and he just didn't admit it because there's like he had 13 goals going into March and he ended with 15. There's no coincidence there.
2: (laughs)
1: There's
3: no coincidence there.
1: Yeah.
3: Stop scoring goals, it's
1: usually your wrist. (laughs) Like Tyler Johnson. Uh, Who, by the way, I really thought was gonna be uh I thought would be uh Sorry? Uh, I really thought, uh, what's his face, Tyler Johnson. I really thought he was going to be part of the uh, Seattle crack, and I really did.
0: did he play? Isn't he from Seattle or at least from the area? Because I know he played he? in, uh, yeah, I think he played for the, the Tri City Spokane American Chiefs. Those so, Spokane Chiefs, yeah, exactly. He is from Washington then. Fun right fact uh, we've been trying to
3: look into this research for a while because my brother played um, hockey in the state of Washington at the same time. We're mm-hmm. pretty sure my brother played against Tyler Johnson at some point. He would have been he would have been in like two draft classes above him, but knowing Tyler Johnson's skill, he probably was playing it yeah, at Yeah, from
0: Spokane, Washington. Washington. Yeah.
3: Uh, and then he was 2 years under TJ Oshie. So, TJ Oshie was in the Washington area
1: too. Oh yeah.
3: I wish TJ Oshie could have been picked by them. That would have been so awesome. He would have been their captain probably. Oh, and he would have been there too, like day yeah. one. Yeah. Like, oh gosh.
0: screw you Washington. <laughs> jammy washington
3: should have left him unprotected for brandon dylan
2: <laughs>
0: nah. oh, oh. did they protect wait did they protect dylan or not no they didn't oh they didn't oh my god that would be, didn't they protect tbr pretty sure that's they, who they protected over him that's so, I, was,
3: that's I, so I, I thought they would have protected jensen but i guess not mm-hmm. um, yeah i thought that was interesting
0: yep yeah, this mm-hmm. uh whole off season has been pretty interesting so far um it hasn't been um boring
1: to say
2: the
0: least no, it's uh, it's def- it's definitely been interesting that's for true um
3: it's got a little bit of everything it's got a little bit of just stuff that makes sense it's got a little bit of stuff that excites you it's got a little bit of stuff that gives the face that jimmy's giving me right now which is what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about which <laughs> there are oh have you lost like your that? mind <laughs> that is me
1: me uh, around midnight. Are we around midnight? My phone is dead. You're around
0: moment. midnight. I'm around midnight. Uh, it's 10.55 yeah. where I am, so you're yeah, at uh, uh, 11.55, and Schmitty's 11.00 I am. I'm a night owl, Dude. so don't feel bad, guys. Trust me. Almost a <laughs> No, with my crazy-ass life so far, this is the most lively I've felt in, like, like a week, probably, at least. I'm
3: happy to hear that, man. Honestly.
0: Well, <laughs> enough about me. Um... I don't know, do you guys have anything else, or do you want to get into the draft here? Because I have a lot to go through with the draft.
3: I don't think I have anything else to say
0: about the expansion draft. Just excited to see what goes down tomorrow. No, definitely. Uh, I don't yeah. It'll be interesting to see if the, those side, or it's not side deals, but like the deals are of any significance, and I wonder if the Blackhawks are involved with any of them. They're going to get <sighs> Carson because just because I was talking so much shit about him. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before we get into draft talk. Um, so the Blackhawks did hire uh, three new uh, people. So Carolyn Pelch, who was the uh, the GM of the Boston Pride, who funny enough, we got to talk to uh, Samantha Davis yesterday, who was also at the Boston Pride. Go check that out. Um, Great lesson. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Laquette, who is a First Nations descent, I'm pretty sure. Um, she was on the 2018 Olympic team for Team Canada. Um, and then Kelsey Closer, who was the first uh, black head coach, black women head coach in NCAA history. She's now working with the Blackhawks. So it's incredible to see these names working for them. But I hate to bring it to this, but obviously it's amazing the Blackhawks did this. But at the same time, with everything that's going on with that organization, you got to address it. I'm not going to say anymore, but. It's a really know.
1: bittersweet thing, isn't it? You know?
0: Yeah, literally anything the Blackhawks
3: do for the next couple months will be bittersweet. We just have to accept mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Doesn't matter what they do, that's good. It's just gonna have that tainted little
0: asterisk. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Everything is tainted. Everything is asterisk. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pierce, I think I said to you and, how you know
0: what? we should just. I... Sorry, Jimmy, I mean to cut you off. We should at least say this. We should not
3: let that take away from what's being what's happened right here because this, this yeah. is fantastic opportunities for who who is has incredible. been incredible. Like, yeah
2: the hats yeah. off to
3: them i'm so happy for them it's just it just comes down to the bald headed fucking in the front office
0: hey, the so looks going uh, I, uh, I was i, I think job. i've bald heard this I, uh,
1: I just look at this as uh, bowman's just setting the table for the next gm he's just doing them favors in advance like that that's all i, I mean I like I think, he's gone. I think he's gone it's my hope i guess i should say not really I don't know or think that he'll be on. Quite honestly, I'm I'm worried he won't be, but I'm hoping he is. Right, as we all are. Um, so I don't know, man. Like I can't do anything about it. Unfortunately, none of us no. can. We just hope that, yeah, just cheer for whatever teams on the ice. But I, I I've said don't don't buy anything from them. Personally, I'm not going to watch their games on TV. I'm going to try not to because I don't, like, I just don't want to give anything towards this organization, right? I'm
0: on the same boat as you.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't Uh, care
0: what anyone else says.
1: Like, I will
0: cheer for the players forever. I'll cheer for whoever they draft this year. I'm going to be cheering for them, but uh, fuck everyone in that front office. I don't care.
1: Yeah, very, very bittersweet thing there. But, But again, uh,
0: like, I don't, like, congratulations to those women. They
1: deserve it. No, that part of it's great. Yeah, that, obviously, it's, it's, yeah, I'm not giving credit to them, but more just happy that it happened. Like you both said, it, it's it really is fucking great, um especially to see not just a woman but a woman of color, more than one, I believe, right? Like that's that's pretty fucking big for the NHL. How many yeah. black women are a part of the NHL right now besides her? I would not be surprised. All well, I could
0: think of she... was Blake Bolden, but I remember, I think she's working oh. with ESPN now.
1: Okay, well shit.
0: And by I the exist. way, keep supporting Black Girl Hockey Club, all that stuff.
1: Support yeah, any
0: any organization that like or charity or whatever that uh, supports minorities in our game, or like just any of that.
1: At least check them out, is why I'd say. And great, great fucking stuff they're doing there.
0: Yeah, and we kind of briefly brought this up on uh, the last podcast when we were interviewing Samantha Davis, but we were again we we're talking more about inclusion in hockey, and obviously the Luke Procop news was just. Um. I, again, I think we briefly brought it up, but all I can say is it was a rough day that day, but uh, just seeing that put the hugest smile on my face, and I think the best part about it is that not only did he come out, but everyone, from the most part, like from what I saw, everyone just supported him. Uh, David Poyle, I mean, say whatever you want about him, but the fact he said that they got your back, you see you see NHL players from a, from different NHL teams saying that like they, they support him, and just pretty much every fan saying that they support him, it's just incredible.
1: It,
3: it's yeah.
0: Oh,
1: sorry, Jimmy. Go ahead. Oh, no, thanks. Man. All I was gonna say is, um, really, is that uh, I thought the biggest thing of the day was uh, I yeah, Sarah Sivian, um, po- uh, pointed out on Twitter. Um, and you mentioned him, Pierce uh, David Poyle. Um, I want to get the quote, or I I can't actually get the quote. My phone's, uh I his death at the moment, but I remember him. I, it was David Poyle. Um, had said something along the lines of, uh. Or whatever he said, he, he didn't focus on saying what a lot of players do, and that's, oh, yeah, whatever, it's fine, it doesn't bother us. It, he pointed out the fact that this is genuinely brave what this guy's doing. Like there's, It's the same idea as when people say, oh, well, I don't see the color. Well, if you don't see what's there, you're not seeing the Part entire Part of the fucking picture. problem. <laughs> exactly. Like, the entire reason to look at it is because this person is different in certain ways and is treated differently because of that. Um, just because they're, yeah, you know, literally born a different way, like simple shit. So to see somebody in the NHL, let alone like not to be that guy, but an old white man who's been involved in hockey, who is a hockey man for a long time, to see someone uh, in that kind of, you know, who's raised in that kind of time say something like that, it really, I, I don't know, I think that speaks volumes to his character. Again,
0: like we seem, we feel like it's so slow that nothing is changing, but progress is slowly being made in terms of hockey being for everyone in the, the, it's the thing I, oh yeah it's, hockey's gonna be the farthest
3: behind any sport like you're just gonna have to accept that at the end of the day and the one thing that i really loved about what he said in his um i guess what would you call State. it like his, his statement yeah, statement, that's, that's yeah. Kind of i just wanted to use the right word but um he was talking about how this is not just for him, but this is for everyone before him who had to fight mm-hmm. for to, to get to where he basically is today. And it just speaks volumes of how long, like, think about it, thousands of players that play in the NHL. Not every single fucking player is straight, and they grew up in probably the toughest era to do it in, and this is by far the most backward sport when it comes to stuff like that.
0: Not just for homophobia, but for racism and just like everything. sexism, everything. That's just not white. everything. It is yeah.
3: at the bottom of the fucking
1: totem pole. But like, it's above it. This it has, just, some of these hasn't even happened yet. That's how it just sports in general, the toxic masculinity around it. That's hard to break you gotta through. Toughen
2: up in media, just, it, and be a man. And it's
1: not it.
3: even yeah, it, it's life, dude. That's that's a thing with life. Like, it's at a young age. You got to be tough. Tough it up. Tough it out. Like. Yeah, that's what, the, that's I, what you're gonna. Hit. I'm just very happy for him, and I'm so glad everyone's supporting him because
2: this is yeah. just
3: such a good sign for leading forward. Because you are you are giving a voice to so many people who haven't had a voice in this sport before, and yeah. I think he realizes that. But I hope he does because he is giving so many people a voice. And I just want to go out and publicly say it on the podcast for anyone that. uh doesn't give a shit about what he did or Fuck doesn't you. think it affects your life, you definitely just affected some closeted person that you know. hundred and fifty percent.
2: Not too. With,
3: yeah. with your opinions, that shit doesn't just go on to who you're talking to about as an athlete or as just a celebrity. That goes on to the people you know in your life. You don't know
0: what people are going through in your life. So just be That's respectful. Another good thing. That's what you comes out people you. are going through. Just be respectful. Be nice, respect people, all that, yeah. Be mindful. Put yourself in other people's shoes for once. Unless Think you're we'll a miserable through. piece
3: of shit, then go fuck yourself. But, yeah. I'm looking at you fucking hostile.
0: <laughs> oh, is that a thing?
3: No, I'm just, I'm just talking about oh, miserable, miserable pieces of
2: oh, shit. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not correlating yeah. to
3: whatsoever. I'm just saying, yeah. like, there's just, like... This just comes down, at the end of the day, just being acceptance – having acceptance towards everyone. And oh, yeah. this sport's been trying to push at it for a year – or trying to push at it for years, and hockey is for everyone. And I think they're finally coming around to it, and it makes I me happy. Were,
1: I think that there just weren't enough people in the NHL that um, spoke up about their opinions on it. Like, there definitely are people, like you said, who – there are definitely people who are pushing it. It's just that it was – there weren't enough people pushing it. I think is the uh, the issue. There's always going to be, like you said, people who are closeted. There's always going to be people who, even if they aren't, like you know, support gay rights and such, and will advocate for it. And I think that, especially with the addition of ESPN, um, I think you've got a more mainstream audience. I don't think, and this might sound a little cynical, but I think ESPN is probably going to push that like get that out there, you know, get that word out there and really spread, you know, the I'm hockey. I'm very sure Emily
0: Kaplan already did an interview with Luke Pro Cup, So
1: we've seen yeah, guys, like Pierre
0: like, LeBron do interviews. Like he's not just putting out that statement. Like, like we see journalists also
1: going out there and interviewing, which is awesome. Like spreading the word. You need that. It's a bigger stage for this news. And again, like mainstream audience, you're, you know, again, a little cynical, you're going to, you know, like these kind of things will be, you know, made into media, you know articles and such like this will be. This is going to be used, you know, reviews. Unfortunately, these kinds of things. But uh like you know, we talk about with actors and movies. You know, yeah, they're obviously there are agendas pushed uh, more or things pushed more for the sake of money. But you just gotta take what you can out of it. You know what? I I am amazed. I am amazed that this finally happened. I never thought this day would actually be here. I'm still honestly, like yeah. Can't think it's real. Um, just oh, I, uh, enjoy it just enjoy a, it yeah there's probably going to be sure unfortunately he's probably going to be monetized in ways that he shouldn't be for that reason unfortunately it's probably going to happen but let's just can, enjoy just,
0: it that just okay. speaks to how brave it is and honestly like you say that Jimmy like I never thought there would be a day people in my lifetime that.
1: people say that like is a criticism they'll say that he's doing it for attention for this or that no I. the last thing I can say is somebody who has come out last thing anybody who's come out wants is to be that to be used for money or whatever like that's the last thing you want you just want to be accepted as who you are that's really people don't there are of course of course in every single situation when anything exists you know like someone doing something right there will be different reasons people do it there are going to be Percentage of people, or a a percentage, a percentage of people who do this this shit for attention. There's always those people. There's the Kardashians who, you know, like I wouldn't say, you know, Caitlyn Jenner that was done for attention. But there's an example. There are people who just do anything for attention, and somebody will use, you know, something like that for attention. But that's such a small, small sample. Like that does not happen very often. This is just a man, who an NHL player. If you're willing to come out as an NHL player. Like, that's because you fucking are – like, you are gay. I'm sorry. If you can come out in the NHL, you're very gay. I'm just saying. Like and there's the most no... homophobic sports league probably Dude, in the world. Oh, my God. It was tough for me. I still haven't done it really widely publicly outside of Twitter, which not many people know me on. It was tough for me to come to terms with that as someone who played in, in house leagues. Dude, I can't even imagine what I would do with my life if I lived in – if I was an NHL player and, that, and for that reason. Or or on the topic of that, you know, on the topic of that, the NHL would be. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. Is all I'm saying. yeah again like,
0: f- like I wanted to say like I never thought I'd love to see a time where a player in the NHL came out as gay or at least future NHL player. And does he make the NHL? I don't know, but like at the same time think of all the people think of all the people that you're inspiring ahead of you think of all the people who might have been closeted and never really wanted to share it because this league is so homophobic but that just that just opens the door for so many people like to give them a the chance to not be afraid of who they are
1: yeah hopefully yeah. we see a rock player at some point
3: like i said it's just the beginning and it gives a voice to so many people who didn't have a voice before and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day yeah it's a great thing
0: Mm-hmm. Very
3: happy for him, and you already know the day he gets to the NHL, it is uh, going to be amazing.
0: Like I, hope I'm cheering that, for him. I don't cheer yeah. for many like hockey players, but that's one guy I'm genuinely rooting for. Um, I know I want to see him make it.
1: My favorite tweet was uh, uh somebody oh had yeah was a, yeah, pro yeah cop, do you know this is the only how, time I'm pro cop yeah yeah you know how hard it is to make me pro cop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, um, yeah, just beautiful, beautiful shit, man. Awesome,
0: like, I had such a tough, uh, that was the same day, I had such a tough day, but that was the only time where I was, the only time I wasn't crying, that was actually tears of joy, like, I I had such a big smile on my face, and even just thinking about it now, like, it's just so awesome, like, obviously, I'm a straight white male, but, you know, I like to think of myself as an empathetic person, so seeing other people yeah mm-hmm. th- thank you uh, <laughs> to see other people that uh it was not a straight white male who've had these struggles to succeed and come out and be not afraid of who they are it's just incredible
1: it really is.
3: no pierce don't take that in the in the wrong way either like that's yeah. the best thing to possibly be Dude,
1: it doesn't like yeah i don't think it matters you know uh, if anything i think the fact that there are straight white men out there they can like look at it that way. I think that's a huge sign thing. of the times, right? Because like, I know it's oh well, I'm just this, but that's the thing is that just that is usually an issue for a lot of people. Like, you, not not that. So I'm sorry, I said that wrong. But more the more times than not, you're not going to find. No, I understand. It's, yeah, yeah, it's you don't often find straight, you know, straight white people, whatever, that like, you know, like genuinely support this kind of shit. Like you don't, you don't usually say that. And
0: thank God, like I live in a family where I was raised and taught that just to be nice and kind to everyone and respect everyone always put yourself in other people's shoes, you never know what anyone's going through. I'm thankful for that hundred yeah. right, so any
1: anything else
0: Oh, dude, the draft dude. we're gonna get into that, yeah too.
1: dude
0: um oh. yeah, just that just that little chestnut, yeah, I know we were really no. uh we we what spent an hour and a half on the uh the expansion draft, and I imagine we're gonna probably spend a lot of time on this. I don't know. I don't know how oh. much prepared you guys are for the draft, but, um, obviously I, I did a whole art. I did a whole article about it. Um, 25 minutes worth. Like I kind of, like I tried to push myself, challenge myself to do video scouting and try to break down what these guys can be and what they do and all that stuff. And, um, that's the article I sent out. Uh, has a 300 views and I'm looking to get it even more. Cause every, for every hundred views, $10 will go towards black girls, uh hockey club. Um, Anyways, so the Blackhawks are picking at 12th, technically the 11th selection, because Arizona forfeit their pick. Um, and I really want to do a deep dive on not just who they could pick, but also the top play- the players at the top, who they could pick up in the second round, because they do have two second round picks, and there's some guys who could fall in. Obviously, when we look at this draft, it's not, um, you know, like like you don't have the generational player, or even the franchise player, you don't have the McDavid, you don't have the Matthews, you don't even have the the Jack Hughes or the Alexi Lafreniere but uh, you do still have guys who could probably be solid top-of-the-line uh, contributors. Um, so I'm just going to go through my rankings. Uh, I'll probably go through my top 15 just to kind of give everyone who hasn't uh, paid attention to the draft uh, kind of some insight who, be, who can go in, the, I guess, the first half of the first round and also who the Blackhawks could potentially pick. So I'm also going to give a reason why um, I put them this way. Obviously, everyone's rankings are different just because, especially this draft, with COVID and all that stuff. It's it's hard to get a read on a lot of these players, but so who I had first overall was Luke Hughes, um, another Hughes brother, um, kind of the same thing as, as brother Quinn and also Jack, just that superb skating, incredible creativity. Um, obviously, uh, like there's a lot to be left desired um, defensively. Like he gives up on a lot of plays. Like there'll be times where he kind of just plants his foot in out, out the blue line, and doesn't really rush back and try to catch back or like catch back or anything. I do think that could be easily fixed, which is why I have a number one overall. But the biggest thing to me is, is his birthday. He's only six days away from being eligible for next year's draft so essentially i look at it in the way as him being a 2022 draft pick he's going to take at least a couple of years at the university of michigan but I, when i look at the tool set of him being an incredible skater great creativity with the puck um i don't know if he'll be in the same class as like uh kyle mccarr obviously his brother quinn hughes or even adam fox or mirror haskinen but i think he can be a tier below that which in this draft i think it's a lot but it's damn good
3: it's yeah damn um, good to
0: say the least mm-hmm. and um I think he's the best skater of the draft, obviously. The trademark Hughes uh, skating, he definitely has that. And another thing that he has on his brothers is he's 6'2". And he's only 176 pounds, but he's probably going to be able to grow in that. So the potential for him being like a 6'2", 200-pound defenseman that can skate and move the puck up the ice and like being able to transition the puck, I think that's the biggest part of his game, him being able to transition the puck. I just look at the potential and I swing for that. Um, So that's why I have him number one. I don't know if you have anything to say on him, but yeah. Um I I like Luke
3: Hughes' game a lot. I um I didn't really make a top fifteen just because
0: I didn't No, no, really, that's okay. I don't Yeah, I didn't I didn't
3: dive into enough of the players to feel confident yeah. in making a top fifteen, but I really do like Luke Hughes' upside. I think he's a guy that if you give him the time that he needs, don't rush him. Like you said, give nope. him two years probably. And Not at least two years, I'd say. That could be a guy who could be your number one two defenseman on the team. Like that's a guy who can and, and the thing that impresses me the most, at least from some of the footage I've seen, he seems like the most defensively sound Hughes brother out of the three. At least at that
0: age, yeah. Yeah,
3: at that age out of the three, which is very impressive, in my opinion. So I, I like that idea. I like him as your number one prospect, especially in terms of upside. And like you said, he could basically be a 2022 draft pick if you think about it. And, um, I really don't see him getting past four in this draft. No. I really don't. I really don't see him getting past New Jersey if he falls to him. But, um, that's a guy, if I'm Seattle and he falls to you, you're, you're jumping for joy. I yeah,
0: just had number two. Yeah. Like I just, um, like you bring up his defensive game. Like, obviously there's some holes to it, but you also dude, this guy. He, he's, he's not even 18 yet. Like he doesn't turn 18 for another couple months. So, um, they're like, I just feel like so much of it is fixable. Um, Like, he has a great stick. He uses his skating to close off gaps and all that stuff, knock pucks away. But uh, it's a lot of the time where, like, he'll miss a stick check and then kind of get beaten wide. And then he really won't put the effort to kind of go back and kind of, like, hunt down the player and just let him blow past him or whatever. But I feel like if you, like, I just feel like that could be coached out easily. I feel if he can use his physicality a bit more, obviously you don't want him, like, destroying people. Like, you don't have to destroy people, but... If you when he grows into his framework, he could use that more to his advantage. So that's why I have Luke Hughes number one, um, just because of the upside, the fact that I almost feel in the way that he's a 2022 draft pick and he has all these amazing tools. He's going to go to the University of Michigan, a great program with, all the, with this amazing team around him to work with. So, yeah, that's why I have a number one. And it's interesting because I don't think he gets past four. I think he does go to New Jersey. I really think that happens, but... A lot of rankings do have him kind of in, in the later half of the top ten, which I can also understand as well, just because he's not as developed. Like he's kind of a hit and miss. But also, I'm someone who likes to swing for upside. And if you hit on him, I think you could be the best player of this draft. Sound like the GM of the Blackhawks, like swing yeah. for upside. Exactly. Like if the if the Blackhawks were somehow gone to that uh, lottery spot, I would be I would be all over. I would be banging the table for them to pick Luke. Here's mm-hmm. um, uh, my second player is Brant Clark. Um, Bit of a weird year for him because he did play in the OHL um, for the Barry Colts last year. Really came into his own uh, in the second half of the season, and became more relied upon, and kind of the same thing as uh, this year. Um, he went to I don't even know how to say the name, but Novazamky in Slovakia. He played there, and it was a tough uh, ad- adjustment for him. Obviously, moving overseas uh, might probably probably is probably the hardest part, especially in this pandemic right now. And he's just. <laughs> <laughs> god these scenes man um but anyways um just kind of going over his game he's probably the best offensive defenseman at least that will come out of his, his draft um he has superb puck skills in the zone he also has an incredible shot um he's great at transitioning the puck as well the big concern with him is the skating he has a really weird knock knee stance but i was listening to uh cam robinson if he can put more strength into his legs to to stop, like, kind of collapsing in and make them more straightened out, he could do a little bit better. I Like, you rarely see um, players get better at skating, like, or especially defensemen, but then when you think of guys that are slower, like Mark Stone, how they, like, the lanes they choose and just, like, the intelligence to all that stuff, I think he can be effective at that point, but... um mm-hmm. Going back to his season in Novi Zamki, uh, Slovakia—if that's even how you say it—he um, got better as the year went on, just like he did last year with Barry. Um, he was so aggressive that like teammates weren't used to him getting, like, weren't used to it at all. But like once he kind of got halfway through the season, they got a, a, a used to his aggressive game. They got used to him breaking the puck out really easily and getting these long range patches up at the ice, as well as uh, him being like kind of a fourth forward. But. Um, like, I really like his defensive play. He has a good stick. He uses his physicality as well. Like, he's 6'2", a 190 pounds. I imagine he's probably going to put on more strength. I, like, really the only concern is his skating. And he doesn't have to be an amazing con- a skater particularly. Like, if he can just work on his Noctu stance and not be, like, able to put more, sh- like, strength into just kind of uh, stretching his legs out. I think that he could be a really good player. And, again, it's kind of the same thing where maybe he's not a safe pick, but if you swing on him, like, he could be the best. Like, again, he can be in that class kind of below Makar, um, Hughes, and uh, Haskin and where he's this, this uh, defenseman that can transition the puck, be a play on your first power play, and just put up a ton of points. Like, if I think he has the best offensive upside of any demon, arguably anyone in the draft. So that's why I have him number two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I- <laughs> I literally like P- like Pierce. You are
3: preaching to the choir right now. I love Brant yeah. Clark personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, me personally, I probably wouldn't put him second, just because yeah. I'm a I'm a bigger fan of like Matty Beneers and stuff. No, I respect but, that. But um, I, man, if the things Brant Clark does in transition, not many defensemen have done in the last few draft classes. Like he gives off the vibes of like. I don't want to say Adam Boquist vibes because that might not come off as like the best way to describe it. But like, if you remember Adam Boquist when he was with Sweden and in Junior and whatnot and the way he transitioned the puck and whatnot and how he just saw the ice, that's a guy who's going to be able to be an impact player at the next level. And yeah, I agree with what you're saying about his skating ability. Um, that's something that can be fixed with the right coaching and the right development. But um, Brent Clark is in a position right now where he's going to either – He's either going to either go high and go to a team that is going to need him and put him in the positions to where he needs to be to succeed, or he is going to be put in a situation to where I personally think he's going to be, like a San Jose-type thing, where he could sit behind a guy like, or even pair up with a guy like um, Burns or Carlson or Vlasic. Yeah,
0: you know who's not that great of a skater but it's really good offensively? Brent Burns. Yeah, and he found he found
3: the way to make his game work, and what, better, what a better player to learn off of. And yep. if you got a right side coming up in the future, I don't really know how Ryan Merkley's developing, but if Ryan Merkley,
0: Brant Clark's your future right side, it's not bad. I mean, no, and that's basically, like, so you can basically yeah. replace Burns and Carlson right there with the, all their offensive.
3: Ability. Facts, dude. Even a team like Anaheim, dude, Drysdale, Clark, like, come on. Oh, yeah. Like, that is perfect. And, and then you have a left side that's mature enough to handle those guys. Like guys yeah,
0: Lindholm. Like yeah. Fowler, even yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I think the biggest thing about his game, is though, is an his intelligence. Just like, again, like being able to find passing lanes, being able to anticipate defensive plays as well as offensive plays, and and that's what the biggest thing about why why I have these players ranked through they are. I have to take into consideration upside and uh, as well as hockey IQ. So that's why I have him at number two. And again, like everyone who doesn't have Brand Clark that hard, I can totally see like the argument against him. Like that's the thing with this draft is there's so many like it's so open ended like I'll hear an argument for anyone being number 1 overall or being dropped to 10th honestly so um yeah um if I whoever drafts him I'm putting so much investment into a skating like obviously again like I said he's 100%. not going to be this incredible dynamic skater but at the very least you can make him competent so um, again, I don't see really anyone from this draft making the NHL. I think he's going to need a couple of years, but, uh, if he again, swing for him and he can be one of the be- the better offensive defensemen in the NHL, if he hits, um, so, uh, third, I have Matthew Beneers, who you already brought up again, I could hear an argument for him going to number two. Um, he's probably the safest bet to become a, a, a good player out of this draft, besides maybe Owen Power and William Eklund. Which if you switch those two names around, that's how I have my three, three four, and five. But um, love it, hmm. yeah. Um, good skater, just a good two way game. Really, like I at the least, I think he's a second line center. He could be a first line center, but like ideally on a championship team, this guy is your second line center. He's like your 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 two way center on the second line that gives you all the hard matchups and you can still break even with possession. Um, again, like there's not a whole ton of uh, flasher's game. I think that's maybe why. You know, like a like a few people are turned off him, even though he is ranked fairly high by everyone. But uh I just honestly all I think he needs is one year and I think he's in the NHL. And I don't know if he's been linked to Seattle that much, but I just think that's a great pick for Seattle just to kinda build your team around a character guy. I've heard nothing but good things about him just playing that dogged, determined two way game and yeah. The, the really the main question is, is he going to be a, like a legitimate elite first line center? But that's a question with a lot of people in these draft. Can like uh, Luke Hughes or Brian Clark be a legitimate top hearing or even number one defenseman? I don't know. But at the very least, Matthew Beniers is going to be a, a incredible second line center. We've talked about it before with this draft a
3: lot. This draft is really going to come down to how can you get an NHL contributor three years down the line? And it doesn't matter what level of NHL contributor that is. It could be a number three defenseman. It could be a second line center. It could even be a third line winger. You know, as long as you get a guy who can impact your team at the NHL level for a certain amount of games, preferably over sixty a year, you are you're 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 winning. You're laughing with whatever pick you get. Obviously, when you draft this high, you would like your guy to be a hit. Like obviously, like all of us want Kirby doc to end up being a star, but you know, we can't always have what we want. Maybe he is a 60 point guy and that's fine. Honestly, there's not a problem with that. Beneers is one of those guys that where I kind of see that in the same case. Veneers reminds me a lot of Alex Turcott a couple years ago. Yeah, I was going to
0: bring it, that up as well. kind of like Alex Turcott, Dylan Larkin, fast, yeah. speedy center. Really? It's a matter I like of how his much upside there is.
3: More than Turcotte, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, like the thing I've looked at with this draft class a lot, the thing that sets me away from like, cause a lot of the forwards kind of have the same skill sets in this draft, but the motor is the big difference in a lot of these players and guys like Eklund and Baneers. They have that high motor that you need at the NHL level. Like, like, I know we always bring it up every podcast, but if you can get a guy that gives as much of a shit as Brandon Hagel does every time he steps on the ice, and you get 12 Brandon Hagels, you win hockey games. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. If you get 12 guys who give a shit on the ice, you're going to win most games. And Maddie Benier seems like one of those guys that can lead the charge. For a team like Seattle, who has a bunch of teams, a bunch of players, a bunch of wingers who are already pretty ready, have a two-way game and stuff, Veneers' two-way game is very good in my opinion. I thought it looked pretty good at the uh, college level as well. It'll probably look way better next year because that team's going to be ridiculous. But even
0: um, more ridiculous than it was last year, that's
3: magic, right? Like they have three top ten picks, and they're getting another top ten pick from this draft class, and then they still have a couple more first round picks. Like University of Michigan is just absolutely stacked right now. Let's <laughs> we could just stop at that. But um, yeah, I just I love Maddie Beniers' game personally. Like I. Honestly, if Buffalo was going to move for Michael and they felt this was the right move, I wouldn't even be against them taking Beneers or Eklund at one one of those two, just because of the way they play. Beneers and Eklund have, I would say, are different defensively. I, I would like Beneers more defensively, in my opinion. But um, that's definitely what I think about him. And I he's he, he might be my personal favorite prospect from this draft in terms of the top talents. I, I, just, I really gravitated towards his game when I was watching it. I'll be right back, by the way. Hold on. Okay,
0: yeah. I, was, I guess it's me. I don't know where Jimmy went. But, Jimmy's so. having
3: technical difficulties right now. He... Oh, I see. Oh, I didn't yeah, notice that. Yeah, yeah. So he, he won't make it for the rest of the podcast, unfortunately. Oh, shit, that the, sucks. Got him for the expansion draft, and it sounds yeah, like... that's good. It sounds like he'll be on Friday, so... so that's good to hear. There. We'll get some more of him in the, in the near future.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, regarding Matt Veneers, I can... I always hear an argument for Matt Beniers going number one overall just because of that that motor like you said Schmidt even though he's not here right now I'm just talking to myself but um yeah when you look at uh Beniers and Eklund they both have that motor I would say Luke Hughes doesn't have really that much of a motor and that's kind of why a lot of scouts don't have him number one like I would because I'm a huge fan of him more than most people are but uh even Brand Clark uh like he does have a motor but like uh just the effort that Beniers and Eklund put in every shift is incredible, particularly Ben Years. Um anyways, going on to William Eklund, um this is another guy where like even like Ben Years, like there's so many guys that you can make the argument to go first overall just because of the projectability of William Eklund's game. He outscored guys like Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond to some other Swedes that have gone in the top ten recently. And uh, you know, he's not a big guy. I wouldn't even say he's that fast of a skater, but his edge work really just sets him apart. Um, he's a great passer. He's a great shooter. Like, he's just such a dual threat. I just see so much ability in this game. And by the way, Schmitty, you're back. I'm just uh, talking about Willie Meckland. I could but tell. I, just, I could, I could yeah. immediately tell, by the way, yeah. you were
3: talking about his playmaking ability. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I I even like his defensive game, especially for someone who is only 18 and played at the SHL level. Um Obviously, there's some refinements he can make. Uh, there's obviously he can put more strength on his body, but um when you talk, talk talk about projectability, the fact that he put up this these many points in the SHL, even though he kind of slowed down at the end of the year, I think that speaks a lot about like a lot about of his skill, is his versatility and all that. And I don't know, like I don't think he's gonna play center, but. Uh, and, you know, we kind of bring up the topic, you know, is anyone going to be a first-line defenseman or winger? I think uh, Eklund can be a first-line winger. And if I'm Anaheim, like, if, uh, like, I, I could also, like, again, like, I do have Hughes and Clark at number one and number two, but I could also very much hear an argument. William Eklund going at number three to Anaheim or, how even two or one because apparently – Buffalo has interest with them, but I think they're going to go power. But if they somehow trade Eichel and get another top 10 pick, they they I bet they would go after Eklund. And I wonder if there is a shock draft day and they go Eklund first overall. I don't know, but uh, I want to hear your thoughts on Eklund, if you do have any.
3: I um I agree with you 100%. I, I, oh, the way William Eklund operates in the offensive zone is just so dynamic and he's so nice with the puck. Like, it's going to be uh, – people won't like this comparison, but it really reminds me of when you saw William Nylander on the scene in the beginning.
0: You know what I mean? Like,
3: just how dynamic he is on the perimeter. They're kind of
0: elusive how... with the shiftiness and, like, agility yeah. and the way they handle the puck. I can, uh, I can see that. And the way he sees the ice, too. Just, like, mm-hmm. he he's able to find that pass every time. Yeah.
3: It, it doesn't have to be the pass that leads to a goal, but it, it's a pass that leads to either keeping the cycle going or it leads to at least getting a chance in the slot. It – he knows how to open up defenses, and he also is it, like I know I talk about it a lot. It's probably because I'm a Blackhawks fan, and I just realize how important it is over the last over the last decade. His transition game is just fantastic, and the way he. Um, I think Will Scouch had it in his report where he's got something where he he, he brings in like 75% of the pucks he takes over the offensive line. It wouldn't surprise line. me,
0: yeah.
3: Like, he, he is just so good with the puck and he's so responsible with the puck. And there's so much. And when you have those um, capabilities implemented in such a young player, it's so easy to build around the other stuff at that point. Like, we talk about it all the time. If it's in between the ears already, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, y- you could build around the other stuff which stings for players like Dylan Strome because he's got it in between the ears but he's just got physical restraints like foot speed that hold him back from being great. Eklund doesn't have those problems. Eklund has tremendous speed and tremendous skill and he's got it in between the ears. Like I like you said I wouldn't Anaheim should take him at 3. Personally,
0: uh, imagine him and Seekers. Oh, my <sighs> God, I would that's, watch why, that. that's why I look back. And Drysdale like, put gosh. Drysdale pass in the puck to them, dude. Oh my gosh, Guess, it would just be so disgusting. Like,
3: oh, it'd be great. And even Seattle, dude, you get Eklund yeah. in your system. That is a fantastic first pro- prospect to have in your system. I, I love, like, I agree. I love William Eklund as a prospect. Like, if he if he gets past five,
0: someone should trade up and get him. Oh or someone's god,
3: just yeah. gonna have fallen into their lap. One of the two.
0: Yeah, someone's gonna get. You're gonna. It's gonna be one of those picks where how the hell did this guy get? He passed, falls. It's man, it's gonna be annoying. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! Tight. Him and Raymond. Oh my bad. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cider. They. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. On the topic of a big defenseman, I have Owen Power at number five. Now a lot of like he kind of just seems the consensus to be the number one overall pick and. Again, this I can see why six. Yeah, yeah, six foot six skates really well. Honestly, like I didn't even know I, you were six foot six. I thought he was like six foot yeah. four. Jesus! I got a friend with me. Oh, you gonna even know if you can see her. Oh, Stevie! She's, oh boy, I don't hope she doesn't end the podcast. She's walking oh, on my laptop right now. I know she's just uh, chilling. <laughs> anyways, well, she's completely blocking my view of you. We gotta post <laughs> to YouTube now. Hey, come, on, come on, come on, Stevie! Don't show your cat butt to the camera here. Come on. Anyways, um <laughs> there we go, she's down. But uh yeah, on the Owen Power, like I really thought he had a good oh my god <laughs> Dude. I did the fact that there's these scenes, like <laughs> I didn't even notice. Like, oh, it I so- just made this so much better. But yeah, Owen Power, like he probably has the highest floor to everyone. I thought it, it, it again impressive world championship, especially being like eighteen years old, but Great skater for his, his size. I, I, I shouldn't even say that. He's just a great skater, skater in general. Um, not a beautiful stride, but like it kind of looks like he's not really doing much out there just because he's so big and he covers so much ice. And obviously uses that to his advantage to close off plays. Uh, he's a I question how much offensive upside he has because a lot of scouts have been saying Vector Hammond. I, I don't even think he's nowhere anywhere close to him, but... Um, there's, I just still have some question about his game. Like, I don't think he's physical enough for someone his size. Again, I don't expect you to just, like, Scott Stevens, everyone, but you would like to see him use his size a bit more when uh, closing off plays and all that stuff and kind of winning board battles and all that. But, um, again, the projectability, uh, I think he's, like, him and Ben years, and even Eklund, like, after one year, I think he can go and play in the NHL. I agree. I, um... I, the only thing
3: I see with power that relates to Headman is his skating.
0: That's yeah. it. Yeah, and his size—literally yeah.
3: it. Yeah, it. Well, obviously in the size because <laughs> he can't teach six six. We've no, learned that very well over the last couple of years. Um, but <laughs> man, this is gonna be a guy that's got like a Jamie Alexiak ceiling going top five. And if he doesn't, and he proves he's got an offensive upside, color me shocked. But. The fact that he's getting Victor Hedman comps and Simon Evanson could very easily get those comps is interesting to me. And it's – like, I I get where scouting's coming from. It's a safe pick.
0: Yeah, he probably but has the highest floor of anyone in this draft. I think he's going to be at least like a number three defenseman. But yeah, the question like, is – yeah, but the question is, can he be that top-pairing guy that, like, I just I see more upside with guys like Hughes and Clark, which is why I have them higher. I just see them being able to do more on the offensive zone and obviously, like, he's great. He's very good in the defensive end. There's still some things I think he could work on, but I just feel like when Hughes and Clark can work on that defensive game, have that skating ability, that transition ability, but also being able to impact the offensive zone, I don't know if Owen Power has that.
3: Yeah, I don't either, honestly. Like, I watched a couple of his games at Michigan and it just seemed like obviously he makes good plays in the defensive zone and he obviously gets the puck out in transition, but Yeah. He's good in transition. He absolutely. doesn't activate a lot in the offensive zone, which is fine. There's no problem with that. But if you're gonna go number
0: one, I'd like you okay. to activate at least a little.
3: So <laughs> I don't know.
0: But well, that being said, like he I I would absolutely take him in the top five. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. He shouldn't go past Detroit, like no. at six.
3: Now going one is a different story.
0: Yeah, like maybe top three bullets. Like but if like... one
3: power falls to the Devils, bro, you're laughing. If you're oh,
0: exactly. Yeah, If
3: you're Tom Fitzgerald, you're laughing if he falls to four. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. 100%. Even yeah. if he falls to three, dude, power Drysdale for the next half decade. Doesn't yeah, sound too hell, bad. Even,
0: even uh, add him to that mountain defense in Seattle <laughs> at number dude, two. <laughs> he
3: won't make it past two. Now that you just said that, you won't yeah, make yeah. it past Francis. There's no way. Oh, man. Eklund goes one, Power goes two, yeah. and then who would go three? Eklund, uh, well, Eklund went one, so. Um, shit, I don't even know who Anaheim would go. Because, I, like, I would think Beneers, but you never know. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I'm curious who your six is, though. Oh, like, number six, yeah, five, I'm to get to it that. really does get up in the air. Yeah, I have Dylan Genter at uh, number six. Uh, Edmonton boy played with the Oil Kings, had ridiculous stats this year. I think he had twelve goals, twelve assists in, or 24 yeah, like points points and for twenty four points, in twelve game, games. So. Yeah, he had two points per game. He was right on the nose. Um, I uh, like. I do like his game. He has a great shot. He has underrated playmaking abilities. The thing I have like a bit of a problem with is that uh, obviously one like his defense is not incredible, but I, again, I feel like again that's just refining your game. You're going to need some time, all that stuff, but. I just I don't see enough play driving out of him. Like I think he has the puck handling ability to do that, but like where you see guys like Beniers and Eklund kind of taking things into their own hand. Um, I don't. Th- I th- I thought Dylan Gunter was more of a finisher, so I still think he's going to be a great top six forward. I think he's going to be an incredible power play specialist. Um, but yeah, I just I just I I want to see more like him driving his own line. You know, like Eklund and Beniers yeah. do that. I want to see that from him.
3: That's a guy where. He's not going to get past eight in my mind.
0: There's no way. There's
3: no way he gets past LA because I don't – he doesn't need to have the play-driving abilities if he's on a wing of Quentin Byfield or Alex Turcott. You know what I mean? That. Yeah. Like, if he falls to a team like that, you're laughing. You're laughing. But, yeah. The thing with Gunther is you want to – if he's not going to one of those teams and you're going to pick him at, let's say, like a six at Detroit or something – you're gonna want to see him a full year in the WHL next year. Oh, 100. Yeah, want to see him dominate, especially a full
0: year because he only played 12 games this year. Exactly. And it's not like he went overseas it, to another team.
3: It's not like
0: he, yeah, exactly,
3: 100. percent It's not like he went to Slovakia like Brent, Brent Clark did. Yeah. Um. Do you want to see him dominate kids first before he even gets a lick at the NHL? Because <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: clearly the talent's there. Like clearly the, yeah. the
2: talent's there.
3: But you just don't want this to be another Brendan Perlini case, which. <laughs> People don't like to bring it up, but the dude, pretty sure, went at, like eleventh overall back in twenty fourteen. Yep.
2: Right, basically 30. off the same,
3: basically off the same skill set. I know um, when we had Will Scouch on, he was talking about Arthur Kaliev. Arthur Kaliev kind of had the same mindset with goal scoring and whatnot. Um, it like you said, it comes down to play driving, and um, I actually haven't looked into his defensive game too much. I don't know if you know anything about that, but no, it's more like this guy is,
0: uh, you
3: know, um. Like Patrick Linea Light.
0: Yeah, no, not not, not, <laughs> just, not necessarily that, but like just the fact that he's eighteen. He played on a very good Edmonton team. Like a lot of the time, he's kind of floating. Which I honestly I don't blame because just because he has has so much skill. Like if you have a chance to yeah. go for a breakaway, go for it because your team is that good. But again, that's just you can. I, I think you can fix that. Yeah,
3: I agree. But I um, I, I like Gunther as a prospect.
0: Yeah. Uh, number seven. This is probably my most interesting one so far. I have Fabian Lasalle at number seven now for whatever reason, he's a divisive prospect. Like, uh, for most part, a lot of people have him in the top, top 15, maybe even top 10. But, uh, a lot of people think this is a guy who could fall. And just, I keep thinking this is going to be the guy that falls to Carolina, kind of like Noel Gundler did just a ton of skill. But, uh, supposed attitude issues but it's interesting because when i look on the ice like everyone's like he's such a selfless player like he's he puts a hundred percent into every shift like it just the effort he puts on the forecheck is incredible he uses his speed to his advantage and you talk about there's not really much high-end skaters in this draft but i think he's number two right behind luke hughes like he, he might he might be the most explosive skater in this draft the big thing with him is like getting into that mid, like that home plate area. Uh, he's a great playmaker underrated shot, but I, I want to, I want to see him use that speed to get into the middle of the ice. And sometimes he goes a bit too fast, but uh, again, I was listening to the hockey PDO cast, but you kind of think of someone like Kevin Fiala who just like went, like so fast in every play, but you can kind of slow that down, kind of shift your gears or whatever, save your energy and try to get into the middle of the ice and create high injured chances, which I think he can, if you put more strength on and all that, I think he can be the, like, I don't know if he's a first line winger, but I can see someone like he he plays in your top six, brings that energy every shift.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, My big thing with um, Lassell Especially since you just mentioned that he doesn't. I'm sorry, dude. I'm having a blast. Emily, this oh no, I understand. Man,
2: um,
3: I didn't know about the attitude concerns before, and I remember hearing on I think it was 31 thoughts they were saying there's going to be a lot of players that drop due to attitude concerns. Apparently, Luke Hughes has that too. Yeah, they, dude. Yeah. And. Listen, if a lot of NHL teams right now are going to be like, listen, we don't need a head case prospect. And the way you were describing LaSalle, it's definitely not the same way, definitely not the same player, definitely not the same style. But just in terms of being a selfless player on the ice and like helping your team, but then being known as a dick off the ice, it just screamed Max Domi to me. and we saw what a player like max domi happened at the expansion draft they didn't even want to deal with him and that's a guy who had 70 points two years ago
0: like the thing is like it's one thing to be another one dude like his draft stock dropped like 10 spots because of attitude issues Mm -hmm. but here's the thing like a lot of these kids are 17 18 years old like it's a you're barely even adult at the age i can excuse that but the real big thing is are you going to change at all and obviously if you if you're kind of at the age where you're like 22 and nothing has really changed then okay what are we doing here you know but um again i think at that age for him like i think you can draft and bet on that talent and hope that whatever supposed attitude issues changes just from the fact that he's 18 years old but
3: yeah. yeah, You also got to remember Tyler Sagan had attitude issues back in the day. Yes. So, like, yeah. this this is something that can obviously be worked out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just got to take it with a grain of salt when you go for the pick. But you obviously make that pick knowing that, like, like you said, it seemed like the Blackhawks should be all over this pick because attitude and character issues will not fly in that locker room. Or, like, a team that has a strong core locker room, you should take LaSalle. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if he's for some godforsaken reason drops to Vegas, you think that shit's gonna fly in Vegas' locker room? Really? Like, not a chance. Mm-hmm. No. And that's how you. That's how you get that shit out of players, though. That's how you get it out of them. You got to put them in an environment to where their little attitude crap doesn't fly anymore. Because there are players who have been there for fifteen years and are gonna look at you like a joke if you actually pull that crap.
0: Yeah. Um, so on to number eight, I have Ken Johnson. Now I'll just say this, like he's probably my favorite person to watch just because all the highlight reel stuff he does, he probably has the highest upside of the draft, at least from an offensive standpoint, like peer points and raw stats and all that. But Mark Kelly loves him. Oh, I bet. Like just like watching him, like it's draw dropping talent. But when you get into it, like it, he's basically an NHL 21 player. He has all the skill in the world. He's pulling off all these beautiful moves, but then like. sometimes there's just times where he holds onto the puck way too long. I don't think he's, he isn't like an elusive skater. Like he's really good agility, but he doesn't have that explosive speed to kind of put himself in the middle. Like a lot of his plays are from the perimeter. Um, I do have like, I have a couple questions. Like, obviously I'm someone who loves to swing for upside, but this is kind of getting to the part where I'm questioning these guys like hockey IQ. Like, obviously the hands are incredible. They're the best in the draft bar none. The offensive creativity is there, bar none, but it's exactly like an NHL 21 player where you're like, holy crap, this guy's making nice moves, but then he's holding on to the puck too long and not really doing much. And you're like, okay, like, what the hell are you doing? You're kind of just showing off and you're not really doing anything. You're not making anything of it. And I think that's exactly what Ken Johnson is. um That being said, like, highest ops, offensive upside of anyone in this draft, any forward in this draft. And yeah, again, he's going to need, I think he'll need a couple years at the University of Michigan, but. The payoff could be huge for whoever drops him. Yeah, Ken Johnson's going to be an easy win for whoever gets him, honestly.
3: And he's going to be a guy that's going to drop way lower than people expect, probably. Or he's going to be a guy that goes top five because someone's really going to like what they see and they think they can get his... Um... Like It was kind of like when we were talking about Chaz Lucius a couple weeks ago. And it's like, if a team thinks they can get those like question marks out of his game... You just you go with what you like. And Ken Johnson has a lot, a lot of parts of Zu's game that you can like. But, like you said, if the hockey IQ is not there, there could be teams that are just like, you know, we can't, we don't want to deal with another Alex Nylander, you know? Yeah. And that could be what it comes down to at the end of the day.
0: And so. I just feel like if you can rein it in a bit more and just make more simple play simplify the game a bit more yeah. like obviously you can still do these incredible moves but then you got to make something of it you know imagine um, a guy
3: like Kent Johnson in Ottawa
0: that would be probably uh, my dream spot for him, you know? my dream this will never happen but there's always someone who falls Kent oh, Ken Johnson Oh Kent Johnson if he falls yeah. dude no and l- that's why I brought up more Kelly
3: loves him because mm-hmm. I did you, I don't know if you read the Athletic article where Mark Kelly basically doesn't oh, run yeah. down the draft. I've run, I've there learned, were like four players couple. he gave like a paragraph to, and Ken Johnson was the first one. I think mm. he gave one to Lucius. I think he gave one to Coronado, and I think he gave one to um, McTavish. No, I don't think he gave one to McTavish. I think those are the only three I can think of. But he gave a couple like longer responses, and... Kent Johnson got the biggest one.
0: So clearly this organization really likes what he brings. And I don't blame them. Like the skill is so tantalizing. The like just the thought of putting him alongside of Kirby Doc is oh man. Oh my god And he's gonna he's gonna be a winger at the next level. Like there's 100%. so very few centers. Like, like i think I'm Alex in this draft bracket, it's gonna be Kirby Doc, Kent Johnson. Oh boy man, that's oh man. That's just please like if there's if like if he's falling, like I don't even give a crap. Just Trade up two if picks he gets, and get him. If he gets lower than,
3: like, six, you have yeah, to circle. Yeah, if he
0: goes it. past to Detroit, like, if he gets he to any to of those California teams,
3: you've got to scoop him up. Because you know yeah. San Jose wouldn't mind moving down for more picks. You know... um Vancouver definitely wouldn't mind moving down for more picks, and I think do-
0: that's the big one. Vancouver, I know they would love Johnson because he's from that area. Like he's from, I think he's from BC, and a lot of scouts are saying Elias Patterson comparable. So just because he's kind of a lean guy, but he has all the skill in the world. Yeah, that's that's
3: actually Ken Johnson makes perfect sense for Vancouver. So in other words, get there before pick nine
0: before Jim <laughs> Benning actually does a smart thing for once. Nah, Jim Pennington, pick Mason, McTavish, we know. This. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> number nine. This is another guy with a lot of great raw talent, but just um, I question the IQ. And we talked about him a lot when we had Will Scouch on. And that's Simon Evenson. And for any Blackhawks fans listening, which I'm assuming that's mostly everyone, like thinking the Kiedis Zadorov on drugs, like like on not on drugs, but like on steroids. Like I think he's better than the Kiedis I think he's a better skater. He uses his body really well to shut off plays, like his big wake span. But just as soon as the puck gets on a stick, like it's like he's handling a grenade, and he makes a lot of poor decisions with it. And even, like, I just question how he his, his ability with the puck, the decisions he makes with this. And it's kind of like Philip Roberg, where, yeah, you got the great physical tools. But uh, if you don't have the mind to like make these plays, then what are we getting here? But at the same time, I also think he's going to be probably an actual player just because of... Uh, like again his his defensive play but um I don't know I just I I, I don't see him having as high as upside like if he can't hit it like he's probably going to be a bottom pairing middle pairing guy I don't know I just some player, more players are like the Simon Evanson. but that being said if he somehow drops to Chicago you fucking pick him <laughs> oh 100%
3: like honestly any team below I would want to say it always comes back to Detroit if any of these players get past Detroit you have to even consider him yeah. because Simon Evanson and a team like San Jose makes perfect sense. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Because with all those old offensive – Or even L.A.
0: really.
3: L.A. makes perfect sense. They need left-handed defensemen. Um, Shit, Detroit still makes sense, even if they wanted to take a run at him. Ottawa makes sense. Yeah, like, this is a guy that you can put with – Like, obviously, like you said, if he even – Sniffs eleven. You take him because that's Boquist's partner for the future.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. At least at that kid. That's a perfect. If he on set.
3: steroids for Adam Boquist, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, like I know everyone hates Zadorov's game, but if you get a guy who's even got a hair of offensive upside more than the Zadorov, yeah. it's a win. it's a win, especially at that size, at that young, with that turn. Mm-hmm. He is. He's an enigma, man. I think he's going to be the yeah. Anton Lundell of this draft. I think he's going to be the guy that just – either someone's going to go high, like a Cockney because it's it's the lundell and complex, you know? Like yeah, either think, it's going to go really high because people value left-handed defense. You, you might even go to three at Anaheim. Hell, exactly. Seagato might take him because he's a tall defenseman. <laughs> exactly. But, like, you you know what I mean. Or it's going to be like Lindell where it's like, okay, well, we want the guys with the higher ceilings. So we'll leave the low floor guy for later or the higher floor guy for later. Yeah. And look at how that's worked out for Florida. Lindell's turned into one of the best prospects and He's going
0: to be on their team next year. He's probably yep. be on their he's third line. Damn good. <laughs> um, Number 10, I have Jesper Wahlstedt. Like, if you want to go, again, if you want to go off potential, you could argue that he's the highest in this draft just because of the fact that he could be that number one goalie. I don't know if he's as good as Eskarov or Knight, but, like, I still think he'd be a, a, an elite starting goalie. And the thing that he has on guys like Eskarov and Knight, like, he played, like, he didn't get starting time minutes in the Swedish league, but he got, like, a significant amount of time. And he did pretty well. Like, he held his, ha- his head up a, a how the uh, what's the what's the saying? Held high up? head up high like I don't know. it's it's been two and a half hours of this. But anyways,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um like again if, if he gets to a point where he drops to the blackhawks, because obviously goalies rarely go in the top ten, like even a Scaroff and knight and go top ten. And if I think a Scaroff went to, uh, 11th last year and uh, that's the technically the selection the Blackhawks are making so Walstedt gets to that. Okay, maybe like there's a lot of risk to that obviously being a goalie but when you look at some other guys like okay, I might get a middle six winger but I get this number one elite goalie with I guess for Walstedt you I would do that 100 times out of 100 really. Um obviously like he's not a flashy goalie, he's not going to make these athletic saves, but he's v- very much more technical but yeah. Um I have a number 10 uh, I don't know if you have anything to add on that, but um, he's
3: the best goal in the draft. I wouldn't even. Yeah. I, I keep bringing up the Detroit pick, but he's a guy I can see going into Detroit. They just need a goalie. Like any team that even wants to take a chance on a goalie, I could see it. And San apparently, Jose, I could see
0: yeah. it. Like, apparently, Ottawa and Chicago are the the two teams that are, have been heavily linked to to the, both the goalies Cosa and uh, Wallstad. Don't take Kosa, please. No.
3: Like, I get it. He looked good in the W.A. but I just don't trust C.H.O. No. goalies, like, at all. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I I love Wallstead, but Cosa is not the answer. Um, at least at 11 or 12. Honestly, or if you're, I yeah, if you,
0: like, trade back and, like, you can get Kosa, like, at the late teens or even early 20s, I'm fine with that. But if you're picking up at 11. Not I'm, at 12. Not at 12. Uh, yeah, uh, number but, 11, yeah. Um, I have Mason McTavish. Uh, just plays in. Like, if there's. a We talk about how many players are going to play center, like, legitimately be a good center. I think Mason McTavish is one of them. Great shot. Plays a very uh, hard nosed game. Uses physicality. Not a great skater. Um, but, like, he's has a very projectable game to the next level. I think he can be a nice uh, second line center. And honestly, he's like. I can really see him going out at number five to Columbus just because, kind of like how they did with Pierre Luc Dubois, you know, like a big center. Um. Even though there's better, probably better players out there. Like this guy has projectability, and they need centers. So,
3: yeah. Yeah, I like Mike Tavich's game a lot. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't see him getting past the top ten. Someone no, is gonna either. look at his size and his skill, and they're just gonna be like, Oh, well, we're, we're just we need it. We need it. We've seen what the Cup Finals looked like the last five years. We need that size and skill put together. So. I, I just don't see him getting out of the top ten, but I, I, I like his game, too. I, I really think he could be a very solid two-way second-line center in this league if he hits his yep. potential. And um, he will You will be put... an
0: NHL player, though. Like, he has
3: a pretty oh, high yeah, floor. He, he, he has a high floor. He's a guy who I think I've mentioned on previous podcasts. You can play him basically anywhere in your top nine. Yeah. He, like
0: It's a very useful player at the NHL level. Let's we'll just put it mm-hmm. that way.
3: He could be a Swiss Army knife in a way.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Number 12, I have Chaz Lucius, So we talked about him with Will Scouch as well, and uh, yeah, not a dynamic skater, but just, like, I remember you bringing this up, like, he kind of has that JVR scoring ability where maybe he's not going to snipe goals from the OV spot, but he's always going to find these, like, open areas, get to the front of the net and bang in rebounds and get those goals, but nonetheless, he's going to be scoring goals, but, and, uh, yeah, like... He still has a lot to work on his foot speed, defensive zone, but, like, when he's in the offensive zone, when he's in that, he's able to get to that high-danger area, like. And, danger and, it's,
3: and it's hard, and, like, as dumb as it sounds, it's hard to teach that to a player at that age if they don't know it already, because, like, obviously people have the size, or they have the skill, or they have the speed, He's found a way to use his size to his advantage to get to the front of the net, and it's not usually that kind of size that gets to the front of the net. He's just a guy who knows how to throw his weight around, and that's something that can be very useful at the NHL level. And like we said before, he's probably going to be a winger at the NHL level. I know the Blackhawks have shown an extreme amount of interest Mm -hmm. in Lucius. understandably so, yeah. And, like, let's just put it this way. If, like, a walsh or a LaSalle or McTavish or something. If none of those guys are there, you take him, you take, yeah. you take Chaz Lucius. And I'm happy with that. Chaz Lucius could definitely mm-hmm. be a guy I could see in Kirby Doc's wing in the future. 100%. It's just, you have to make sure the development team gets those knocks out of him and he's not that good in his own end. So you're going to have to compensate for that. Yeah. That that's my biggest concern. Cause now looking at his game, a little more his defensive game concerns me, but everything else I love, like, like, He's basically JVR 2.0, like I said, or like I said, a couple, like a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, just um, can't yeah. see six feet in front of the net.
0: Uh, next player, like if you look at most uh, public rankings, this is probably the most like I guess outrageous one, like uh, compared to other rankings. But I think it's well deserved. Number thirteen, I have Logan Stankov, and like. Um, just the, the pace he plays at. He has an incredible shot. He's a madman on the forecheck. I think there's even some similarities to so Fabian Lassell in terms of being like a more smaller winger, who's very fast, hard on the forecheck. Uh, I think St- Stankoen has more, is more of a shooter than uh Lassell, Lassell is kind of more of a playmaker, but um, I don't know. I, I, he's probably, he's, he's like, obviously you can go like look at a top player at the draft and say, yeah, he's my favorite player. But like, when you look outside the top 10, like this is my favorite guy to watch. He's so much fun to watch. And, like, no, I don't think anyone's going to pick him, like, especially this high, especially where we're at the Blackhawks. Like, it'd be more realistic for them to get get him at, like, in the second round than it would for him to draft them at 12. But if they – if somehow this is Alex Debrink at 2.0, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, and you just never
3: know. And, you, and I feel like there's a player like this every draft. And uh, we talked about this before. And like, there's like the Brinkett, there's Caulfield, there's yep. not even the same. But Bobby Brink, in that extent, just yeah. in terms of size, um, and it. And I, I like him honestly. Like, and we talked. I think a uh, scout brought it up before. He was talking about yeah. how um, his foot speed's a lot better than people think it is. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah. that's a guy where I think we talked about it. If he goes to a team in the first round. Like like that like made the playoffs this year and got bounced in the first round. That is a
0: great prospect. I'm to thinking have. Carolina again or yeah. Colorado. I'm thinking yeah. Nashville. Like
3: one of those teams is just going to oh, cash. Oh God, please not Nashville or Edmonton.
0: Like <laughs> Edmonton, I would like though because yeah, imagine him and McDavid dude.
3: I, like the only reason I said Nashville was because they took like Tomasino a couple years yeah, ago, so they true. definitely they know when to like take scale and Tolvanen. So like mm-hmm. they they know if Skill falls in their lap, they're going to take it. So
0: um number 14 i have cole Sillinger. a lot of uh, the same issues a lot of players in this draft not very good skating i would say it's just average but the hands the shooting and all that stuff um definitely gives him that upside uh i'm not a like the biggest fan of him but i can also see there being top six upside but uh yeah um i don't know if you have anything to say on him but uh yeah i just want Sill- to go after yeah cole Sillinger just seems like cole perfetti to me just like less upside yeah, same thing. yeah. um Sebastian Kosa, I do have him at number 15 just because of the fact he could, like, if it's kind of a, like a hit or miss pick, like, I, know, I, I don't know why it is, but I have seen other people saying that they like uh, Kosa, they prefer Kosa to Wallstead just because he's bigger, he has more, like, a athletic ability, but you just look at the, the like, what the track record of what Wallstead's done in the SHL and the Men's League, it's quite impressive, and obviously he had great numbers, but... Edmonton but you, like it was a shortened season on an incredible team Edmonton I just want to see a bit more out of him but again if like the if the Blackhawks are to trade back this is someone and he's still available you 100% take him and so that's my top 15 as it took a lot of time to go through it but I do want to uh really uh like go in depth with this because we, we could be picking one of these guys and yeah this is in my tier four but a one player who I think is going to play center like, again, the rare per- player that's going to play center at the next level, Fyodor Svechkov. Um, great uh, two-way center. Very well could be a second-line center. I just don't see that much upside, but a two-way playmaking center. Definitely uh, someone they could pick at uh, a 12 there. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Who are the main guys that you want at that spot for number 12?
3: Um the only guy that I can think of that you haven't named would definitely be Matthew Coronado, like we talked yeah. about before.
0: I'm I not overly high on him, of story, but also at the right? same time, like, I'm not disappointed if they pay, take him. I just don't yeah. see him having that much upside as those other guys, personally. Yeah. No,
3: I understand that. And, um, I get he's an overager in it, to an extent, because he was... Yeah, he's a late 0-2 oh, birthday. Yeah, so I get that. But, um... You can't ignore the production, though, that he put up. You really can't, dude. You can't. And, um... Jesper Wallstead is obviously probably number one for me right now. If the goalie's mm-hmm. there, you take him. You don't even you, you don't you don't even question it. You just take him. Like that's him and Lankinen. That's your future, or and Komisso. Uh, so like got three goalies. There you go. And if you want to go forward. You have options like Lucius. You have options like McTavish. You have LaSalle if he gets to that point. You have even guys like Ken Johnson if he gets to that point. They There's going to
0: be a faller. There. There's going to be a faller. There always is.
3: We yeah, we talked about it for at least a month now. One of these guys is going to fall to us. And hopefully and the Blackhawks
0: are the beneficiary of them.
3: Exactly, and if he falls, we're laughing. Mm-hmm. Defenseman, how the hell did he got the Chicago again? Yeah, exactly. Defenseman, it's the same case. If Edvinson falls, we're laughing. We're yeah. laughing. If Brant Clark falls, we're laughing. If Luke Hughes falls, we are literally Attitude laughing. Attitude issues. Yeah, Like, oh my gosh. But, um, yeah, there's like seven guys I'm very okay with the Hawks taking. Mm-hmm. It's if they go off that list of seven, I'm going to start having issues. Yeah. But then again, like, I didn't have Lucas Reichel on my radar last year. I didn't
0: really either, to be honest.
3: I was a big Dawson Mercer guy, and Dawson Mercer does not look good now, so... Certainly not yeah. as good
0: as Reichel. like you saw yeah. what Reichel did in Germany. And mm-hmm. he's going to be a, probably a top six winger, is Reichel. And yeah. Um, yeah, you even go back to the past couple of years, you think of the players that the Blackhawks were drafted. Like I think it was 2018, it was like Wallstrom and Bouchard, but then they got both. I was Boakfist.
1: big
3: on Wallstrom. I was yeah. big on Wallstrom.
0: And look how I would say, even though Wallstrom is like cracking the Islanders lineup, I still mm-hmm. like that Bokfist pick over him. Oh, um, yeah. Number 2019, I think everyone was like, okay, boom, Byron or Alex Turcotte, but then we go Kirby Duck and look how that's going. Like, uh, obviously, he's had injury issues, but the upside is there to be better than both uh, Byron and Turcotte. And then 2020, like, I think the player like Dawson Mercer, they were heavily linked to, but then they go Lucas Like They never go with who they expect, which is what makes them so hard to pin down because one, they can have a player that falls to him. But if the top 10 kind of goes how you expect it to go, they can go really go off the board um Mm -hmm. but either way no matter what happens I'm really confident in what they do I have so much like I saw specifically Mark Kelly I have so much trust in him that they're gonna pick the right player and even if it's not the one I like I'm still gonna be rooting for this guy and I still think it's gonna be the good pick and I still think he's gonna be a great player
3: yeah definitely
0: they they're in a very good spot for this
3: draft specifically like a or 12 is the 12 is a spot where you can be and you can be confident because there's going to be someone that's either going to follow you that you like or yep. there's going to be a guy that you are high on that not a lot of people are high on that's going to fall to you. Either way, something that you like is going to follow you, I feel like. And if it doesn't, that's just bad on your scouting department, which we know that's not the case because we literally have one of the best European scouting departments in the league. Arguably the best. So if we're going to go off the grid, it's definitely somewhere in Europe. I will say that.
0: I just um, don't know. Europe, maybe Nikita Chabrikov, maybe Theodore Svechkov just because of the fact he can play center. Maybe he doesn't have the high upside, but the fact that he's a center alone, that he probably will be. Um, that's good. And you talk about, like, potentially them doing a Seth Jones trade, like, you draft Svechkov, okay, I can get rid of Borgstrom now, blah, 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 you know, I don't know. But, yeah, if you're looking to Europe, Nikita Chabrikov, uh, great skills, but uh, kind of was inconsistent in the KHL, had a tough time his finding, his footing, but again... Just the fact he even played in the KHL. Atu Ratu, who was, like, the consensus number one pick, that could be another guy, again, a guy who's going to play center, just a really matter of how much upside. But then you kind of get into these guys that are, like, more middle six guys, so I don't know, but... um. Either way, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know what's going to happen at the top just because, yeah, Owen Power seems to be consensus number one, but apparently they haven't interviewed him. They have a lot of interest at Eklund, so I'm really excited to do the draft live stream. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I think there's going to be a ton I'm of trades I'm turning well. off
3: my – if I even see a single draft leak on Friday, I'm deleting the album Oh, and
0: that's some. the thing. I like, won't
3: let it get spoiled this no, time.
0: No, I won't either, and – Last year I wasn't able to watch the draft, so that's why I like Corey Promen, Like shout out to him, like he does incredible work. But at the same time, I'm I'm not even gonna be on the Twitter app. I'm gonna I log didn't out. follow Promen, so that's no, perfect. That's money. that's a good thing. But um, I'm logging out of the app, and if there's a trade and I don't see it, like if I don't get it right away from Fridge or whatever, I'm gonna watch it happen on camera. I don't. I'm gonna be logged out of the app. And I'm gonna watch everything. Happen- I already got
3: my setup ready, so
0: yeah, that's good. So, yeah, it's uh, it's technically it's Thursday right now. Like technically tomorrow, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing the draft. Like I'm so excited for it. Oh um, man, I'm I'm really excited to see who not only are they gonna pick a number twelve, um, who they might pick in the second round as well. But uh, this has been going on for so. long. This has been such a long podcast. Like this is probably the longest podcast we ever. I was done, about to say it's got to be one of the longest. You've yeah, done. like we're we've been doing it for like three hours, and it's probably gonna be close to three hours. But um, it's yeah. It's about there but well, we needed to do it like the expansion draft we need to go in depth with that uh we needed to go in de- depth with the 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 entry draft coming up like Definitely. this is such a big time of the year so um yeah anyways what's your what's your dream pick on uh pick 11 like realistically yes or pick 12 whatever the hell it is yes for wallstead dude like yeah. i've i got
3: sold on it from the like chris peters and will scouch have sold me on him i you can't pass up on a number one goalie, and if he doesn't hit, no one's gonna blame you for trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cosa, I will have concerns, but if Jesper Wall no, sets the that pick, pick
0: I am yeah. I am so happy. Yeah, if they trade back and get Cosa, like I'm fine. Yeah. Like, if they they trade back to the late teens, early twenties, and they get Cosa and pick up more draft picks, I'm fine with that. But my dream uh, picks
3: Kent Johnson, though. Yeah, I was gonna say like,
0: that. no, <laughs> no, but like my absolute dream pick is. As Ken Johnson falls to them. Yeah. Because, like, he's not
3: getting out of pick nine, I would assume. No. he's
0: not going to get fast Vancouver, like, I guarantee that.
3: And if he gets to Ottawa, Ottawa would be hilarious if they passed on him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, But the Hawks really can't miss at this draft, I feel like. In terms of where they are, at least. Like, obviously, they can miss anywhere after. But I don't think they can really miss on at least getting a contributor at his, least
0: like a top six guy, or at the very least, a middle of a six guy. Middle six, at least like they'll
3: have the chance, definitely.
0: Anyways, yeah, I don't know if we have anything more else to add. Like, obviously, I do want to get into like the second round prospects, but I just feel like we can do that at the later date. I, I feel like we've been going on for a long time now, and we kind of went as in depth as you can. But I just wanted to give everyone kind of like an insight to my rankings, how I thought them through. And again, like please read the article, share it because every forever every hundred views, ten bucks goes to Black Girl Hockey Club. When we Club tweet and, out
3: the podcast link? We should just add a link to the article with. Yeah, it.
0: exactly. And that's a, another thing is when we do the live stream, I want to find a way to fundraise some money as well to send to Black Hockey Girl Club as well.
3: Yeah, we're live um, streaming. Out, so we are live streaming on Twitch, if I am correct. Yeah, we will be doing Friday.
0: Switch,
3: yeah. Uh, both of us and Jimmy will be tweeting out links tomorrow and Friday. I want to get the word out there to let everyone know where we're going to be. Yeah. And, um, we're definitely going to add like a donation bar and stuff for the black oh, club yeah. or some organization that we can help at this time. Yeah. So yeah,
0: definitely. can't wait for Friday. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be so much fun. And even, even tomorrow, well, technically today, cause what is it? Is it two o'clock where you are right now? It's yeah, it's 2-0-8. Mm-hmm. two Oh eight to yeah. It's a uh, where I am. Um, well, yeah, like the, I'm going to get this out early in the morning and hopefully, it, so that way it's as in date as it is possible because there's going to be a lot of trades. Like perfect. we hear, we hear Seattle is going to like make a couple of trades that we don't even know about the other NHL teams that are going make trades. It sounds like Zach so. Hyman might be in a signing trade. So yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, oh man yeah it's silly season right now uh we had i'm pretty sure this is three hours now so obviously we had to do a three-hour podcast give or take a couple minutes but if there's going to be a time of year to do it it would definitely be this time um the expansion drafts like obviously we didn't do the live stream for it but uh and like most of the leaks the picks were leaked but it's just so it's so much fun to see the there's like these news happening and it's gonna be even better for the the draft and free agency as well and I'm pretty sure I brought this up earlier, but we're going to have Scott powers and Ben Pope sometime like in the first week of August. And we're going to even have Ian Mendez talk to us sometime next week. I don't know the exact dates, but uh, that's kind of the time frame. I'm really looking forward to that. There might even be a couple more guests on. I'm not exactly sure, but it's a, it's a, it's it's like, it's a really busy time.
3: (laughs) We're in Alberta now. We're in (laughs)
0: Alberta in the mountains, the Rocky mountains,
3: otherwise known as the Seattle's defense.
0: Yeah. Um, can't yeah, perfect, 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 perfect place to end it off there. Maybe it's a uh, Viking Alberta, you know? <laughs> oh, maybe there it is. Just to just to there bring it, it all the way back, yeah, full circle. Go. Just baby. to bring it full circle, the circle of life. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this absolute monstrosity of a podcast. It was a lot of fun. It's always fun talking to Ishmani. Thank you for staying up this late to do this with me. Yeah, I would well, rather I would rather done this than wake up at six oh, o'clock. Oh, yeah. Whatever it, I
3: was gonna for do. anyone that didn't know, we were probably going to film this at 8 eastern which would mean pierce would have to get up at six in the morning
0: yeah yeah uh, it, uh, earlier than solution. that
2: yeah
3: way yeah, better definitely solution. or
0: no have to film by 6 a.m yeah, sorry
2: exactly
3: yeah. i'd
0: have, <laughs> have to prepare the notes and all that so you yeah. getting ready for morning radio <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Out of um well yeah unfortunately jimmy wasn't able to finish the stream with us but he's going to be with us on friday um and so it was nice to have him on as well because it's it's been like a couple of podcasts since we have him on. so it's nice to have the boys back together talking about the nhl um, this has been a huge time for a podcast. It's also been a tough time in a personal life, but uh, just looking at all the, the plays we've been getting, like in the past couple of weeks, we've had 150 plays, which is incredible. Uh, again, just continue to spread the word and all that stuff. Uh, um, and yes, uh, I, think it, I think that's it. Uh, I think we've yeah, let's, done Let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's, up. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, wrap this up, go to bed, and then hopefully wake up to a couple of treats.
1: <laughs> Anyways.
0: That <would> be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I uh, hope you all are getting vaccinated, staying safe and all that stuff. And uh yeah, uh take it easy, let's, everyone. Oh, let's Wait, go kraken. <laughs> yeah, let's go kraken. Woo! Let's see what they do. <laughs> let's see if they uh they uh get Hamilton and Landeskog and Free Agency. Anyways, uh yeah, thank you all for tuning in and uh we'll see you guys hopefully in the expansion draft live stream. Or not the expansion draft live stream, the NHL entry draft live stream. Have mm-hmm. a good one, y'all.